Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all are brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. Welcome to episode 15 of Beer Not Just a Podcast, adjunct series, quarantine edition. I'm here once again with my beautiful queen and everything. Queen oh, of? Thank you. With everything. Queen of in and or of? In and or of. Yeah, love Tiffany it. Tiffany Alexis. Well, hey, thank hey, you. Thank you for having me back. Well, you know, I miss I you. I missed being here yesterday. Yeah, you, know? you did. Yeah. It's okay. And, and the people that missed you, but it's okay. But I listened you to the podcast. Here. It was great. You were there. It's like, town. Letting people know what's going on. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one tonight. We have uh, a fantastic guest. You guys might have heard this gentleman. I think it was episode 145. I looked it up earlier. It was in the 140. So it was about a year or so ago. Um, all the way from Toronto, Ontario. We have Patrick Cal of Blood Brothers Brewery. Did I click it? Did I click it? There you go. There he Pat, is. what's up, bro? Hey, guys. Good to be on. Thanks. Oh, Pleasure. so good to have I'm you. I'm excited to chat today. Yeah, man. It's, you know, been, uh, it's, it's been a minute, it's eh? Very rarely, but you get to chat to someone new that's like outside of your like, <laughs> media circle group. So this is gonna be nice. Yeah. Right. Likewise, I appreciate you taking the time again. And uh, man, it's you know you already know that uh, we're huge fans of what you do. So it's always a pleasure to catch up. I guess we've only like haven't seen you for. I don't know if we even saw you for the rest of that. Now we must have, or didn't we? For the rest of that, you must have come by. No, or something. I don't think so. Yeah. No. It may have been the last time, yeah. We saw you when we came and like came by yeah. just drinking. And that was then, in then earlier we did the in the pod year. after. Yeah, and then that right. was it. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. And then the Rona. Oh, we went through really a bunch of times. Like, I just don't think you were there. Like we just popped yeah, in yeah. to pick up some beers and stuff. But yeah. And then we hung out with the brothers here. So maybe that's, that's why you're right. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, did they come down? Yeah, yeah. for the um the Las Bas collab. You know Las Bas public? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they did the collab that Bieda City. Oh, we have one of that here actually. I kept one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you get that? Did you you got some of that? I, I got a I got to try it. I mean at this point it's it's pretty much all gone. But uh Okay. No, I mean that was like our first try at like a I think they it was a rice saison. like a Berliner rice, like Correct. A, that sour German style, but like super dry, super light. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of all rice. Right. So, yeah. so they did that collab and they did a uh takeover at Les Bas, and that's something that we mm. don't get here at all, man. Like I am at some point, I have to get to Montreal to get to Les Bass because I've heard too many good things. It's a it's, it's problematic. I just haven't had a chance to get down there. Yeah, know? man. I feel like it's really hard for what you do. Like, everything is, you know, physical. You physically have to be there. It's, mm. you know, even though whilst it's pretty close, it's still like a whole thing. And now with all the complications involved, it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. pushing it back a bit. But I feel like things are starting to open up here, actually, very yeah. slowly. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of getting a bit more open. I mean, we were a bit we were comfortable enough to like go to a cottage, which you know, two months ago that wasn't really you know in the cards. So you know, I, I'm I, I find that more and more people are are all kind of buying into the same idea, and that kind of makes everyone else more comfortable to kind of go yeah. outside of their comfort zone. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and we uh, were actually. We'll even with the paranoia, we realized we were consuming so much American media that we weren't mm-hmm. even thinking about the fact that actually Canada was doing well. Yeah. So in our mindset, we felt like things were, it's still like, obviously you have to be careful, but like we in our mindset, we're like, oh, you know, like it's just all over the place. And we're like, oh no, they're the 3 million cases. We're actually yeah, on the we, right path. We were in a weird spot too, because like personally, I never took a day where like we stayed at home uh, other than the weekends, but like we we stayed at home the entire time. Like 
yeah. from day one at the brewery, we, we had to be at the brewery. We had to keep things going. We made some some concessions, like we let all of our staff know, like we don't know what's about to happen. Uh, you know, we're going to probably go into shorter staffing, but we don't know yet. We right. have to kind of hear from the government at this point. But like, I was on the road. I was I was outside all day. You know, we we kind of put in mandatory masks and all that stuff. But we uh, and you know we did social distancing from from kind of day one. But it was a lot different for me, kind of. Uh, dealing with a lot of that stuff because you know a lot of people who did stay home their only interaction with with what was happening in the outside world was the media was was those types of things so i feel like there was a bit more of a you know unknown with those people and they were a bit more afraid to go out i mean we even have people who are coming back to the brewery now who have been basically stuck at home for the last three four months and you can kind of see some hesitation yeah the rest of us who have been out, you know, actually at work, we're the same people, but it's, uh, there's a bit more, uh, comfort with, you know, people coming around and the way to kind of interact with those people when they do come into your, your kind of close circle. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, an adjustment. It's, been, it's been very interesting, you know, being in that situation for from, sure. Like seeing it from the other side. Yeah. yeah. From the other, real quick, just to cut in, Steve, uh, just say, can Patrick be louder? I turned Patrick up. Steve, can you let oh, me know? Yeah. Oh, oh no, it's from my side. Yeah, yeah, because I hear you perfect, but I've got controls up here because I didn't want you to like um, yeah. to peak and stuff. So, Steve, let me know if uh, you're sounding a bit better. But yes, it's super tough, man. I feel like you guys really had it uh, a lot more difficult than you know because you're physical, primarily physical business, and literally there was no alternative. There wasn't any work from home, maybe for marketing, but yeah. not for uh, not for brewing. You know? Yeah, yeah. anybody yeah, got fermenters like our, in the our sales staff stayed home because you know basically everything shut down. Everyone yeah. was selling to especially because we're not in the LCBO and we're not in the beer store or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone we were selling to was, was shut down. So, yeah. you know, there was really no, no option for them at that point. Um, and then, you know, our kitchen staff didn't really have anything to do because we couldn't have a kitchen. And so, you know, in those situations, a lot of them have stayed home, but yeah, for the rest of us, it's, it's like, you know, every single day is the same as it was before with just, you know, a lot of these extra restraints in place to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone's safe. Yeah, while they're at work, so yeah. What does that yeah. look like now? Like, what is a brewery like now? Because, like, we were thinking, like, when are we going to be able to even go again? Like, what is that even? Yeah, we weren't like even sure about? when. In terms of, we used to do podcasts in person inside a brewery, and now we're we not. We don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're using the park across the street as like a public place that that's like an unofficial patio for us because ah. we, we our bottle shop. Uh, takes up our entire patio because we don't allow people to come indoors. Mm. We basically have a picnic table separating people by six feet and we have two uh, oh, the dividers for, yeah, basically as a divider. Yeah, yeah. And we have, we have plexiglass in front of our actual staff. Um, mm. But that kind of eliminates all of our seating, our potential seating. And so, you know, we, we have unofficially kind of, you know, had people out in the park across the road you know they come in they grab you know a four pack go sit in the park have a drink uh and then we've put out we've put out garbage bins and we have our our staff go and clean Mm. up the park for the people you know don't want to clean up after themselves just so that we keep the neighborhood you know nice and and uh and tidy yeah yeah uh but other than that like we uh it's it's a weird situation everything indoors is just mayhem because Along with, you know, losing our patio, our sales have actually gone up because uh, people just 
we, we've opened up uh, home deliveries. And that's nice. what I think really opened people up to, act, you know, getting a lot of the breweries they're not willing to walk to, they're not willing to, uh, you know, go across the city for, we deliver to their houses now. So it's mm-hmm. really opened up a lot more options for us in terms of customer bases. So, yeah. That's been, okay, that's been, good. It's good. It's hectic. Like, it's busy. I, I was cursing for, like, the first two months. But <laughs> things, have, things have steadied now and, like, People have stopped panic buying, like, oh my God, like everything's going to shut down. You get like, you know, 10,000 cans out in a day. Like, what the hell just happened? Like, wow. Yeah. And so, 10,000. Oh, we, we, there were times where we would be packaging, like, let's say, Blood Light. Oh, speaking of that. We, oh, yeah. Keep, you can keep talking while we crack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blood Light, uh, a lovely beer if anyone wants yeah. to try. Oh, so good. Just. <laughs> Uh, I was yeah, thinking we, like it makes sense to put like stack upon these. Though. I would be like, okay, yeah. oh yeah. Many At least early on though, like it was definitely a different world now. But yeah, well, we would be packaging a, you know, let's say we would do ten to twelve thousand cans of Blood Light in a day. By the time oh we were God. done packaging, we'd be through like three thousand, and it was absolute mayhem. So it was it was very stressful. You know, you, you get a lot of people coming into. Uh, you know, you get a lot of people asking about how things are at the brewery because it's a unique situation. Yeah. You're like, you know, we're, we're like every day we're almost running out of beer. Like we had like 20 cases left by the time we like package the next one. Jeez. You know, everyone be very supportive. and like, well, that's a good thing. You're sold out of beer. It means you're getting all this income. And it's it's tough to explain to them. Like it's it's really difficult to not have any beer and have customers come and ask you for the products you're supposed to have on shelves and you have nothing because it was just like a torrent of orders came in the day before and like yeah. people were people were panic buying and it's great for us on a very short term but those people who can't get your products at that time generally don't want to come back and try and get your products when you have them so true and so, yeah and so it's a it's point. a difficult point to be in I, we got to about two weeks into like absolute mayhem and i we kind of just gave up we're like you know what we can't slow down the orders people aren't going to get out of this luckily i think you know the, the government probably had a lot to do with it in you know explaining that this isn't going to end we're not going to close things down just kind of settling the the unease that people had of like if at any point this shuts down i have to be like set up for two to three weeks yeah and that yeah. kind of yeah, and you know things are coming in a bit more steady now. Things are are coming in a bit more reasonable, yeah, and manageable. That's yeah. why I figured people get used to it now. And oh yeah, cheers, brother. As anxiety, like uh, yeah, cheers, cheers. cheers, cheers, Dan. Oh, your dad's there. Awesome. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Tiff, uh, That's my Tiff, cousin. Dan, yes. Sorry. Tiff's cousin uh, moved here from England in two a pandemic. Ago, in the middle of a pandemic. Because he just wanted to hang out in Canada. It's just because Canada's more fun in a pandemic than he's England. Like, you know what? Yeah, he's doing it. Yeah. And you he's just ready like, for look. it. And now he's like, he's out in quarantine, by the way. How how is he feeling in the middle of this like terrible heat? Because I can tell you, I've hated it. Oh, it's, it's too awful. much, bro. It's awful. Yeah. And how he's like, not, how are you enjoying the heat? Oh, I'm melting. He's melting. <laughs> he's melting. He's melting. Yeah. In Montreal he's today, bro. I was talking to my brother, and it's a little uh, got a little bit more hectic than you. I feel like earlier it was like thirty nine. It's felt like, like forty three. Yeah. And forty two percent humidity. Now it's fifty two percent humidity. It's just that yeah, control. Wh- what's the point? What's like, like, thank who, you. No, no yeah. one can enjoy this. This is so <laughs> trash, bro. And then it's raining literally every single day for a week until next yeah. Sunday. Oh, really? I was checking it, and like every single day it's raining. 
Like, See, it doesn't, gross. It just destroys. It just, yeah. Like What's minimum. The point? So it's like it's too hot, so you don't want to go outside or do anything. It's so hot. Like even when we look off our balcony, usually like the parks and stuff are filled. Nobody's even yeah. out there because you don't want to be out in the heat. Yeah. And then when it cools down, it's because it's raining. So you're just like, all right, well, you then. can't win. Yeah. Well, you remember yeah. when you guys came down in like February and it was just a terrible snowstorm. Oh. I remember looking yeah. out. That was March. Just, I remember. It was, was it March? Yeah. Ridiculous. It was so and just cold. looking out, be like, this is. Like nothing can be worse than this. I think about six days of 34 degree weather is worse than that. Like it makes me just oh, you know, I could put a coat on and deal with that weather. Honestly, you're yes. right. Like, yeah, there's no respite. There's, there's nothing. nothing appropriate you can do to really go no. out there. <laughs> I was, I was you talking. Can't get naked. <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do. I was yeah. talking to a mate who said his air conditioning like only gets it down. What do you say? He said the best it can do with full blast is like 26 degrees. So yeah. I feel like even air conditioners can't cope with. This oh, it is. which is why uh, we get a portable one in the bedroom yeah and, and we just couldn't be bothered bringing it out it just doesn't yeah. do enough it helps but it's like yeah i'm gonna steal some of that refrigeration uh insulation that we have at work and just line the house with it Ooh. yeah just to there you go. a lot of that cooling in yeah, you know? yeah. I, like I like that even That's if it's smart. like one room like a cool <laughs> it's gonna look terrible i don't care worth it yeah it'll look terrible <laughs> but you, yeah. you feel fantastic that was actually yeah. pretty cool i didn't really thought about that walk-in box with a chair and maybe a couch in there <laughs> yeah and a fan yeah. just keep it circulating yeah Boom. there you go gonna be one of the few people getting a common cold <laughs> A pandemic in 34 degree weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love it, bro. It's out of control. But tell us just for people who haven't had this beer, that this is arguably a flagship. Um, yeah. You know, most folks in and or around Ontario may have at least heard of it if not tried it already. But um, I like the story of this one too. What a bust. Yeah. So, so Blood Light, it like never really was intended to be, you know, our like flagship. We we have Shimei. It's it's 7% IPA. Like that was always like our go-to yes. you know we always thought that people people love lower alcohol beers but you know the ones that are a bit higher alcohol are just bigger flavor you know people are going to be drawn to those uh, to begin with uh blood light i've only been at the brewery for uh about two years now it, it seems like yeah. a lot longer yeah. But yeah i've been there for about two years and, and this was a product that was there uh before i showed up and that that was when all the fun actually was had right. <laughs> with this uh, but Blood Light came out. They wanted to do a, uh, you know, like a Vermont style, New England style kind of hazy, low alcohol uh, pale ale. Uh, and, you know, we wanted to put some of the better hops into it because, you know, the name that we had come up with, Blood Light, we thought was just this. And, and the original logo, I got it on actually. It was right yeah, there. That's, that was the, the yeah. lawsuit worthy one from the first yeah. episode. That's, yeah, that's, that's the lawsuit worthy logo. So that lasted about one batch of beer. So <laughs> if anyone still, did you, did you get to keep the can or anything? Uh, they, they have a couple cans kicking around. Uh, these t-shirts they gave to us uh, for Christmas last year. We had special ones made that. up just for staff. I that's, love that. uh, because once again, like we don't want more. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it was one just like simple. It was a simple cease and desist letter, and like we knew it was coming. Like the second we put it out, we obviously <laughs> just wanted we wanted to do something fun and you know poke poke the bear every yeah. once in a while. Hey man, get that promo. <laughs> yeah. No such thing as bad publicity. Nope. Yeah, and so they uh, they put that logo and then immediately changed it to we had a, a secondary logo with a bunch of horses and something about Windsor Pizza on it, okay. and that was that was when I started the the 
for anyone who, who doesn't know, the, the brothers who started the brewery are from Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> oh, and I actually didn't know that. Yeah, they have a lot of pride uh, for Windsor and okay. I guess the pizza that's there as well. That's <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah. Local I didn't know they were known for pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I, neither, did, neither did I. I lived in Windsor for about seven or eight years, and I didn't know that Windsor had a thing for pizza. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> the so, locals are there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of the in between. But once I started there, we we kind of made it a concerted effort to really, uh, you know, dig into the basics of each one of our products to kind of increase the the quality of them all. Um, and you know, everyone can can take a uh, an okay product and just throw good hops at it. You know, that's, that's kind of how a lot of people get by with, with, you know, creating hype for their, their things, but we want something that's going to last. We want something that's going to, you know, stand up to a wider audience and a wider consumer base that may not be just, you know, okay with, you know, these cool hops and, and things like that. So we, we dug down into, you know, the, the uh, mash temperatures we dug down into our like our water profiles, which I gotta say was probably one of the more boring week week and a half that you know we had because water water as important as it is the chemistry behind it isn't my strong suit right and I don't understand I didn't understand as much at that point what the heck was going on and like how to mess with it so we we took about two weeks of concerted effort to like really you know taking the understanding of what we can do to change the like basic essence of our products right. and kind of build back up from there. Um, which, which we're in a, a unique situation where you can make these like, uh, these very like skeletal changes to your products that are going to change it on a, a, a very recognizable scale because we're not in the LCBO because we're not in the beer store. And the whole idea behind everything that we do is we want to put out the best product available. We want to put out a product that everyone is going to enjoy, and it may be it may differ from batch to batch, but that's because we are putting in everything that we can to make it the most enjoyable and the most uh, quality thing that you are going to be able to buy. Gotcha. And so, Blood Light over time has kind of turned into this like really really enjoyable lower ABV ABV product. It has you know full body. It has you know a big aroma. It's really drinkable. You can you can drink a couple of these or start off a podcast and you know with one of them. Damn right you can. <laughs> and uh, the the name behind it kind of really works. You know we've we it, it's instantly recognizable. Yeah. Uh, you know we've had a couple other brands that the name of of. Uh, you know, blood brothers that, that blood, you know, if yeah. you kind of don't look at it as actually being blood, the name of the company, the, the kind of puns and the things that you can do with it really work well with a lot of these big companies that are out there. I mean, Budweiser being, being, you know, the easy one. Of course. Uh, so we, we have done, you know, a couple other brands that we can put out on the market. Bloodvar being, you know, one yeah, of the other ones. I'm actually looking forward to a couple more that we can do that. You know, people don't need to see the can. They can hear the name and they know that it is a Blood Brothers product. Mm. It helps. The beer, I mean, I think is one of our is one of our better products. Yeah. You know, it's it's not flashy. It's not big. It's not you know, like alcoholic, but it's good. And that's really what is going to draw people back to your 
brand time and time again and what's going to drive your business forward. Um, and, you know, obviously we, we kind of put the effort in. Uh, I mean, they, they've obviously been doing this for a very long time, but I know that when I started, we kind of had a sit down meeting. We're like, we need to do everything. We need to do everything better. Right. We need to start right now. And it's kind of a, a two year you know process at this point that we've and we're still looking at ways to make it better. But, you know, we we're we're uh, happy with where it's at right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I always felt like I'm just trying to think when like if I sort of like try and do the timeline for when you came in. I don't remember when, because I feel like it was all of a sudden there was like people were talking about you guys and then I just hadn't been out there and, and all of a sudden it became like anytime there was a beer conversation, you were just always mentioned. Yeah, so, weren't we later? We were like on the late We were side. super late. With it's just like everyone kept talking about it. We were like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, like you know. But like, I feel like we kept hearing about it, kept yeah. hearing about it until it became such and a big conversation. And then we're like, geez, like, right, we really right, need right. to like fucking go there. Like, what is this? Like, what is yeah. the deal? Yeah. I mean, uh, I the don't first time we... Exactly. But like, I, I know that personally, I'm absolutely terrible with keeping up with like, what's going on in the industry. I'm so usually focused with what, you know, we're doing at our own brewery that, you know, course, other yeah. than the other than the places that are kind of around us, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're kind of in the dark and somebody brings something up like, ah, oh, this is a new place that come that just came up. They're doing all this amazing beer. And like, I, I haven't heard of them. Like, oh, they're like, you know, on the other side of Toronto. Like, oh, okay. Like, I, I honestly haven't tried more than like our beer and like, maybe Burdock and Bellwoods because like there are our close neighbors yeah. over the last like, six months. And, like, right. I guess I should go out and try something <laughs> that's, that's out there. And uh, I know that when I was looking for a new job, Blood Brothers was one of the breweries that like I had heard of mm. at that point. And so, I mean, it, it's got to mean something that like I'm mm. so like inept at social media and like what's going on in the, in the brewing industry that, you know, that they were actually on my radar. So, yeah. I mean, I'd That's like to say I, had, I had something to do with that, but I think they were they were on the up and up before I got there, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to, I feel like that you, you took them to the next level, like, I, that's not even, like, a question. I just, I'm not 100% sure if they were already being talked about, but I, I guess. I do think they, they were already, there. because I remember being, because I thought you were there from the beginning originally until we had the podcast, and yes. then you said you came. I was like, oh, wow, so they were already doing, they are already, like, known, and then you came in and it starts, like. And I guess it makes more sense now that you guys spent that time as boring as it was, but just those little tweaks to the products, and then, yeah. you know, it makes all the difference, and I think that's put you guys in a whole other level of conversation as far yeah, as, like, like, the brews you mentioned. Gonna be a, it's never going to be an overnight, like, oh, my God, like, they, they did everything right this time. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a gradual process that you 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 have to understand that what you're doing isn't at the standards that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you understand that you can do things better, I mean, you can put the time into actually try and, and you know, understand what is going to make it better and, and hopefully do that. I mean, not, not everyone has that understanding. I mean, a lot of, a lot of places are just, are stuck in that idea that, what they're doing is exactly what they want, and it, the industry isn't going isn't going to change, and the, mm-hmm. the consumer palettes aren't going to change enough that they have to make changes to their products. I mean, how many places or how many beers uh, have been out there that were just at the top of the industry, you know, five mm-hmm. ten years ago, and just aren't in the conversation anymore? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's something that you know you look at, like, oh my god, like that's the beer that got me into craft beer, and you know, 
it, it's the fifth or sixth option if you if you get to a restaurant and you see it on the menu now. Yeah, and so it's, true. Yeah, and it, it's just that I don't think it's an unwillingness to to change. I just think that they it's not that it's not on in your mindset. There's other things that, you know, you would rather be creating, whether it's new products, whether it's, you know, following the new trends, but it's, it's that ability to keep your course, those things that are actually driving your business on the up and up with what's happening within the industry. Yeah. That's a really and, good point. Yeah. Even though I'm just thinking about like some of the beers that you, used to excite you or the breweries that used to excite you and they slowly fade away. That's like, that would be from not refining or even, or it's just, I mean, there's, there's reinventing. That. Because yeah. like some of them, I, I would imagine, like say the ones that are considered gateway beers. Because this is probably yeah. the best example. The ones where you had them, like even well, or uh, Mill Street Organic was. My I was about to say beer. that Mill Street, yeah. like Milk Street has a, a lot of a lot of Mill Street is that is that gateway beer. Yeah, right. And like that's why I have a soft spot for them. And we both do. And I'm sure you probably do as well. Like that's mm-hmm. what got one of the key drivers for me to get into local craft beer, alongside a bunch mm-hmm. of others, right? Nickelbrook and Bose and Wellington and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But. I feel like there's some some breweries that might not bother to tweak it because it's sort of that if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it type of thing. You've got mm-hmm. it sells out all the time, and that palette, it's not they're not trying to appeal to anything but that palette. Whereas like mm-hmm. a lot of craft, not all, but most craft beer drinkers, particularly I would imagine most people who would consume, who would bother to search out beer media, would mm-hmm. have the palettes that would evolve. Therefore, mm-hmm. yeah, what like it's cool to us if we might have tried Shumei when it came out and then you have it two years later and you're like, oh shit, this is like yeah. fluffier and like brighter than it yeah. used to be and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it depends on who you aimed at and, you know, and you guys are, like you said, you're not an LCBO, you're not dealing with this large scale. You have that flexibility and that nimbleness in your business to yeah. allow you to like fix it up to your and, and fit. That may have had something to do with like, like how quickly we came to kind of people's, you know, consciousness because it, it, it has been, you know, we, there are a lot of people who, who did love Chimay when when we first did it, but it, it's kind of it's kind of <coughs> trended further away from a West Coast IPA and more towards a, you know an East Coast kind of hazier, juicier mm-hmm. kind of IPA. It doesn't have that that like backbone of bitterness to kind of mm-hmm. balance it all out. Yeah, which um, not not saying that that's that's a bad thing, but it it is something that we you know we we look at Untapped, we look at reviews. Like as much as I hate to say it, you know they're we have to keep up with what people are, you know, enjoying and not enjoying. Market research. You, know, you got you actually are doing market have, research. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to do it. Yeah. Like, I I hate it so much. <laughs> There's people, you know, you'll get these reviews that are like amazing beer, this is great, and then like worst product I've ever had. Like, yeah. What what was different between those two things <laughs> other than like yeah. other than like maybe this person was having a bad day yeah. and just doesn't like that beer. They're like, like Close or like one star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to sour, but I hate sour. Like, one. Okay, yeah. one. You're like oh, those are the worst. worst. Those, that's the worst one. Yeah, apparently yeah. that comes Don't up like a lot. Don't like stouts. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, but we we have to keep up with that. So you know, the the little blips on the radar is the ups and downs. You kind of you wash out, but you know, you, you start to see trends over time of like, hey, we got like eight or nine people in a row that said the exact same thing like maybe we should look into this mm-hmm. like this might be maybe we did something wrong or maybe we should reevaluate the product that we were putting out maybe adjust it to to match what you know the, the general consumer is going to actually enjoy a bit better and yeah. we, we've seen positive results with that 
I wouldn't say it's the be all and end all, right. but you do have to keep it in mind when you are making a lot of these decisions. So yes. yeah. that's actually the perfect way to use untapped. I think you're yeah. right because you're going to get the extremes, like the fives and the ones. And then it's the real, the real one is when you see, like you said, you see nine, 10, 11 people say the same thing. You're like, Ooh, okay, we're onto something here. So I think people get too caught up in the extremes. Like man, untapped sucks because you get the people who don't like sours and then the people who rate every haze beer a five and like yeah. people just get upset about that. I'm like, man, you're missing the entire point. There's this middle ground and you're actually, that's one of the best examples of use. A, a, a proactive, yeah. positive way for a brewery to take something that a lot of breweries do look at as negative mm-hmm. as yeah. a, uh, like a chance to improve your product and actually do yeah. some much free market research. Right? Yeah. Like, and they pay, they pay you to, to do the research for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? The they buy of, the beer. Like fuck. Like the that. amount of times, you know, I've been on I've been on my phone at work and like, you know, I'm looking at untapped and so you know, the, the, the owners come by and like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh I'm just doing market research. You know, I'm looking at looking at someone shitting on our product, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so someone just called this one of the best beers that they've had and they gave it a two out of five. I don't understand what? it, but like, okay. Okay, that's, yeah, that makes no <laughs> sense. I feel like the star rating. standards? Is, like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are the out of control. best, too, because that's the, yeah, that's the highest. Yeah. yeah. I see Matthew yeah. says, um, Tank House was his get- gateway beer all those years ago. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shasta Matthews, thanks for watching, bro. Uh, yes, I, I, Tank House was huge for me because it was like, whoa, this is like a dark beer. Yeah. But it's also, you know, yeah, you it was actually dark, yeah. kind of approachable and yeah. gave you I, the different. I had one for Canada Day. It was. Uh, it I didn't hold up. That I held it. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 uh, <laughs> when it's a really hot it. day, and you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's it would be my go to. Right. But when I when I have a couple choices, and you know, I'm it's kind of craving a dark beer, but I'm not craving like cobblestone or something like that. Yeah, I'll take a tank house for okay. sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and again. I try and avoid, you know, for obvious reasons. But if it ever pops up, I would not be like, I yeah, wouldn't be like, no, thank you. I would definitely yeah. be down to like try it again, just yeah. to see where the palate's at. It's kind of nice, like to test. There's it. always a time and a place for every beer. See, I like always that attitude. I like that. Is that a good episode, Because you know what's so funny? We were <laughs> talking about a few years, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, when uh, we were like walking on the street and randomly we heard our names called and we saw friends we used to work with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, out yeah, on a rooftop, okay. and we were, I was just talking to you about this. It's so funny. And then they they were like, "Hey guys, come out to this party." We're like, "Cool, why not? Whatever." So we walked up and went to the rooftop, and then they're like, "Hey guys, like, want a Budweiser?" Was it? You hear from me a Budweiser? Mm-hmm. And then Craig was like, "No, thank you." Granted, <laughs> and I was like, "Snob!" <laughs> what this is like twenty fourteen. <laughs> Yo. And, I, I, and I, I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. It's a beer. It's hot. We're outside. I felt, I felt <laughs> terrible in hindsight because that was very rude of me. Because that's the craft beer snobs that they make yeah. fun of when they talk about it. You know why? Like, I was... I'll have a water. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> but I, I'd like to try a bud right now. If someone offered me, I just want to see where the, where it's at. Be like, oh, this is as bad as I, I remember it. Cool. <laughs> Not very good, man. Yeah. But Not like, good. That, <laughs> that was a poor, that was poor form for me. I shouldn't yeah. have, you know, he was hosting he offered me one of his beers it was kind and i was prick and uh yeah. must so, be nice up on that uh up on that <laughs> right right <laughs> hey man it's all, it's all that blood brothers i can't help myself speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh that if you're interested Autopod, in getting yeah, the next course, one yeah. so this is a, a new beer right so this is a new beer with an old brand um ah, okay yeah so it, uh funny were, were we talking about the uh 
the Laspas bearded bearded today on. Oh, offline. Uh, we were doing on off, was that no, off camera? Yeah. No, no, no. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't was remember. It? So, knows, either so way. that that beer um, inspired us to make our own uh, our own Berliner race, uh, and we named it Auto Pop, which ah, which. Okay. Uh, the idea behind it is we, we wanted to create a Solera in a barrel for okay. a sour, light, dry beer. And we talked to the guys at Out the Spass and we were like, hey, Simmer. we want to do this. We don't want to step on your toes because we know we did this as a collaboration, but we think it's a great idea. Like we're going to do it this way. Instead of just a, a primary fermentation, primary souring. We're going to create a Solera. We're going to make, you know, get these barrels, and instead of repitching yeast, repitching bacteria, we're just going to empty them out, refill them with with fresh wort, and we're just going to let what happens happen. Okay. And it's in a barrel, so it might get some, you know, oxidation. We don't know how it's going to react, but you know, we want to we want to give this a try. We want to, you know, go down that path and see what happens. So we released the beer. You know, the first batch was was really light. Slightly soured, you know, it still had a bit of sweetness because you know the, the bacteria hadn't grown really strong yet. And then each successive batch after that got aggressively dry and aggressively sour, just because the bacteria and yeast that were inside that barrel just started to grow and strengthen, and they were used to the environment, and it just became this like behemoth of like of like vinegar and aggressive like base quenching sour. Like, right. Got to a point where we just like we, we can't continue with this brand, Ooh. but we love we love the branding, the the brand itself. So Autopop, it seems so like different from our brand because our our brand is a lot of first off Bloodlight's different, but yeah. our brand is a lot of like cult based yeah uh, branding. So we we like to not be in your face with it. We're never gonna call it like I mean we I just watched Waco, so like we're never gonna call like. The Branch Davidian IPAs because it's just <laughs> too many. Too many. First off, it's very in your face and it's it's bad branding. You know, yeah. People people don't like that in your face type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we like to delve into is that secondary or like tertiary kind of uh, things that happened with the people who were involved in those things. And we first off, we try to avoid any cults that first off murdered people or had it's anything fair. to do with like child abuse or you know, racial tensions or like anything like that, because it, it's never going to come back and, and be a good thing. You can always be like, Oh, you know, we, we were looking at this on the surface. There's always going to be someone who comes back and be like, well, they did these terrible things. And yeah. now your, your brand is ruined. Yeah. No matter how, how good your intentions were from the get go. Uh, so auto pop, auto pop is this French cult who, <laughs> as far as we can tell, hasn't done, other than just being a cult and like obviously like brainwashing people, uh, <laughs> stand, stand basic, hasn't, yeah, hasn't, <laughs> hasn't done a whole lot bad enough. But yeah. uh, the owner of the cult before he became a cult leader ran an auto body magazine in which he was the uh, he was the owner and the car driver of all of these, and it was his way of getting into the auto racing industry. Um, okay. And he was from France, and the magazine was called Auto Pop. And so we loved the idea of just this like backstory of this guy and like all of the things that he he was before he got into this cult. 
We're like, that's cool. And we looked back. If you Google it, Autopop Magazine, there's images of it all over the place. And right. you had like, had like 20 or 30 issues of him driving like Porsches and stuff like that. Hey. So, so we wanted to keep that branding because we thought it was such a cool idea. And so this year we were like, listen, we're going to have, it's still a sour ale because it was a sour ale before, but, and we're going to keep it at a low ABV, but it's not that Solera idea that we had. We're just going to kind of recycle this brand. It's something that's repeatable into something that, you know, can become a, a core branding for us. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, it's a low ABV sour passion fruit. There's no flair to it or anything like that. The passion fruit is fresh passion fruit with pulp from a local juicer. And it's it's something that we think, at least in you know summer, I'm hoping it, it continues during the winter. If anyone's listening, keep buying it in the winter because I want to keep producing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it smells amazing. Passion fruit is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's big, juicy, and, uh, Cheers, yeah. you know, tasty. And it's it's 4% alcohol. So it's, it's another one of those that you can – it's the, the passion fruit and the, the sweetness that's built onto that still keeps some right. body to it. Yeah. yeah. So, is it yeah. The, is it the rice? This is the the rice style Berliner. That's the thing. There's no rice in it anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Yeah. We accidentally printed labels with it that still said Berliner rice and had to go get them reprinted. Oh, okay. Uh, totally, yeah. totally forgot it didn't have rice in it. <laughs> hey, man. Oh yeah, yeah. remove that. So you it's did. The, it's like, those little things that you you kind of overlook. Of course. Um, <laughs> hey, man, it happens. I hear it happens quite a lot. Um, I'm looking at our good mates on tap here, just checking. In. So there's a passion fruit and a, a non-fruited version. Is that right so far? So that non-fruited version was the old one. Okay, so this is so, the first version with the new branding and the new kind of. Yes, we we we're, we're constantly on the phone with Untapped on how to manage those brands to kind of actually differentiate them in a way that you know, people won't get confused. Um, and, uh, you can actually retire brands. Ah. And so we just haven't gotten around to retiring that original brand. I've seen cool. that where it says no that. longer in production. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Because that's what, like, say if you get a variant of, you do a one. I actually wish people did one. that more often. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's the thing is that, like, I feel like say Bellwoods does a lot with the milkshakes as soon as you, you know, mm. for example, it's the first one that popped in my head. But say, because you guys recite, say the Paradise lost your uh, sour series, kettle sour with the different fruits. You guys, mm-hmm. which I love that you do this, you rotate them. So you've got mm-hmm. the guava, the main one, you bring that shit back, whatever, once or twice a year. So there's no need to retire the brand. So I gather you probably wouldn't have had to yeah. do this as much. It's, it's only things that we, we like, like we really understand aren't repeatable. Like when, right. when we, when we go down a path and, you know, we gain the knowledge of like, you know, the pros and cons of what can happen with that. And like, is it sustainable for us? Is it repeatable? Is it like worth the effort for us to go through with that, that idea? It's only after we kind of go through all those steps that we realize, listen, we can't do this. Like if the brand is good, let's keep going with it. If not, let's get rid of it. Yeah. And we have to, you know, get rid of un- or call untapped. It'd just be like, listen, offload this thing, like retire it. Right. Uh, you know, because at least when you have that notation of, of retired or, or out of production beside your your branding, um, people when they go in to make uh, uh, ratings on Untapped, uh, they can at least be like, ah, it's weird that I have this, but it's not being made anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I should probably maybe look for another thing. Because there are a lot of times where. It, 
I mean, we'll get reviews for like another company's like oh. brands for something oh. that we for something that we don't That's make weird. anymore. And oh. so we really like we really make sure that we kind of have that stuff under control because it it'll be like ah you know this beer is terrible one out of five and like it's not even the, like the picture is <laughs> completely <laughs> different someone else's thing like why are we getting this crappy review for someone else's product that's that cra- sucks. I never, I never about thought that. about that either because the names yeah because people can have the same names but I feel like you look but maybe you're drunk, drunk and untapped I was just thinking it's you're drunk and untapped yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it depends on the time of night like, yeah. <laughs> we gotta take these reviews with a grain of salt sometimes <laughs> that's hilarious I just know that you're like calling untapped and doing all that I don't know I just feel like we did a video on like whether untapped was bad for business um, that was like a let's argue we have a let's argue series and I think it just your which was one of our arguments was your vision here where it's like you're using it as a tool for business and I love that I think that's where the real because the concern was like oh if like say Blood Brothers had a bunch of wines and people aren't going to buy from them yeah so what is the likelihood that that really would happen and it's like but in general like that means you probably would have a bad beer if you get a lot of wines really I think anything that argument I mean you could argue that breweries are bad because you know it it justifies alcoholism but it, it doesn't mean that it's bad it just means that they're using it the wrong way yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, untapped is there for promotion of products. Untapped is there for, you know, opening up. People can go to a brewery and be like, oh, like these are all of the products that they've had over time. I'd love to try this. I'd love to search it out. It it, it gives a history of, of the things that you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. People abuse it. Sometimes people are going to abuse everything. It doesn't matter. There's, yeah. good pe- there's good people out there. There's bad people out there. You just got to kind of look past it all. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree a lot. I just yeah, I feel like I've seen more and more negative things about Untap, which is why we did the video. Because my friend Nathan, who's our uh, he does our uh, blog, he's mm-hmm. the main yeah. blog writer. So he left Untap. He said, I was like, "Yo, we should do a video about that." And he was telling me why. And I think some people just take it like I don't know too much. And he's not even a brewery. Like, you know, of course he's yeah. a drink, and he kind of got annoyed by it. Yeah. And I've heard other brewers be like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, fuck Untap, blah blah blah." But I think. Yeah. I think you've got the right thing because you just life is you know the truth is always in the middle. Yeah, and right. I feel like that's where it is. All the extremes are, are that, and it's funny and you can laugh it off. But the yeah. real benefit of, of something like this is, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, stuff. I mean, like the extremes are always there. I mean, as an example, my my girlfriend like hates seeing these bad reviews. She <laughs> she absolutely hates them, and so so like two weeks Supported. ago. I, I, I uh, I hate that she did this. She made an account and she gave a five to one of our things. And I was like, it's the same as people giving bad reviews. Like, it has no substance to it whatsoever. It doesn't help us in any way. Yeah. I respect you that. I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love her for it. Yeah. But, like, I, I was cringing the whole time. Like, I can't. Like, I looked away. Like, I can't be a part of this. <laughs> like, this is on your own time. Yeah, you nothing to do with me. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Funny story that you were just talking about, Nathan. Yeah. I saw him at the Dominion City party, like, right before, you know, the pandemic Oh, the rooted in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it was super cringy because last time I saw you, you were like, "Oh yeah, my brother Nathan." And so I went up to him and I was like, "Hey Nathan, you're Craig's brother, right?" And he went, "No, no, not a chance." <laughs> oh, oh, he called you his brother. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, Maybe. I'm I think Patrick. I was supposed to come notion. up and say hi to you, man. <laughs> it's totally because you would have said my brother Notion, which is... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's probably what it yeah, was. Yeah, he would have said my brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know my brother, though, right? Like Brad. 
Um, I've, never, I've never no. met anyone in your oh, family. No, you did. Remember when we came in March when it was cold and the brothers came up and there was that other dude with us? That was, uh, that's my brother. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he lives been. in Toronto. <laughs> so he not lives a like, chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nathan's a smart ass. It was, it was super cringy and it was like, oh, uh, oh I, guess I, I guess not. not. Okay. <laughs> I feel like he might have told me about that, but my memory is horrendous. Yeah. Oh, I'll actually yeah. ask him. That's fucking gold. That is hilarious. It, it all blew over. Like, I, I kind of just oh. laughed after him. Like, oh, like, I hate when that. I'm going to look back on this in like five years and like wake up in the middle. Of the <laughs> and, you, and you think about it. Oh, I have so many of those moments, bro. Oh, don't my we all, God. Don't we all, Life sucks sometimes. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> it's the worst. That is actually yeah, like, I walked up to him like specifically. I'm like, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him. Like, oh, that. Oh, I got to I got to go. Go talk to this guy. You gotta go talk to Craig's brother. <laughs> Did you have a nice conversation anyway? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, good, it, good. it was it was short. Like I think my face went, you know, the, the temperature of a, a freaking pepper at that point. <laughs> well, would have helped in that minus thirty or whatever. Was that? <laughs> I know that was that was oh, cold. Yeah. Negative was thirty. Like- Negative thirty-five that uh, that festival. Isn't that crazy? crazy? And they had it outdoors, it was an but inside tents or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and, I heard it was great know. though. Oh, it was for like for a initial festival, like the first time that anyone that someone from that brewery has thrown a festival. If they've thrown others, like good on you. But it was really, really well put together, and like the, the breweries that were there were were great. They kind of had a good mix of local and international and friends. And, you know, it's unfortunate that it was probably the coldest day I've ever had, they've ever had, but, you know, they, they managed it well. They had heaters in there, they had tents, they had, they had kind of everything managed and it wasn't overcrowded. You know, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. Nice. Um, I love Dominion. I'm not surprised yeah, shout, that at all. Shout out to Dominion City for, you yeah. know, that festival. Great you time. Guys, have you ever collabed with them? With Dominion, no, 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 we've, we've chatted and like, we've bought each other's beers. You know, we, we kind of, during pandemic, you know, we've both, we've both been, you know, friendly with each other. I know their, their Sunsplit IPA is like one of the you know, top IPAs out there right now. I'm, I'm super happy with what they're doing with that. Yeah. Um, and I know they're selling our products out of front of house. Um, oh, they, you're the friends of Dominion. Oh, they are. The friends of Dominion. Yes. Part of the friends of Dominion. Because yeah. they can't keep yeah. up either, so they're selling other people's it's Smart beers. tactic, actually. It's very oh, smart. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're like we're selling Revel Cider and Rosewood Winery. Ooh, like, Rosewood. God. I love seeing Rosewood at breweries. Every like, brewer so keeps cool. mentioning them, and that's yeah. great because they're friends of ours, too. So yeah. I, like, I love seeing Ryan's a great guy. Ryan's yeah, Ryan's amazing. amazing. He's, one of the, he's one of the first like winemakers who has been like open and like actually explored a lot of these relationships with the other with other people in the alcohol industry. Yes. Yeah. The amount of times that we've been like uh, I've had relationships with relationships with other wineries before and you know they're they're very open to helping out to a point. You know at at a certain point they just they don't care anymore and mm-hmm. it, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing it just means that they they know what they're trying to do they know what they're trying to sell uh, and we just we're not a part of that that kind of vision uh but ryan's been very open he's been very supportive you know there's been times where where we have ideas and you know he disagrees with them there's times where he has ideas we disagree with him but we kind of find a common ground a lot of times and it's been a it's been a good relationship we haven't reached out in probably eight months but uh you know they're kind of always the first ones that we think of when 
when we discuss, you know, wine and, and the things that we can do with it or, or mm-hmm. honey or, or anything like that. Uh, they've been, they've been uh, really, really open and informative and helpful, uh, yeah. you know, for, because Ryan's super passionate like that's one of the things when we first met them there was an element where you felt like you were in a brewery because you're like with this person who's super excited he's like jumping on barrels pulling stuff out mixing things on the go but he was also because he was wearing like a brewery uniform like uh, he had like a flannel and fitted and a beard he just had everything going Um, but yeah he's just very passionate and I love that you said that like you would disagree because that means you both care about what you're doing yeah. like sometimes when I think about like wineries giving it's just like hey here's here's the barrel or here's the, here are the skins or like I don't know here's just here's the thing but for you to actually go back and forth like that's actually truly collaborative it's not just that's, using I think that's the best thing about collaborations it's why we don't do a lot of them because I think mm-hmm. the idea of collaborations has kind of lost a lot of the pizzazz that, that you know goes along with them I think that that collaborations in general should be uh, they don't have to be flashy, but I think that each uh, company, each brewery that's a part of them should learn something from the other. Yeah. And so oh, we do get a lot of requests for collaborations uh, from other breweries, from, from places that like just started out and like they don't really have a name. And, and you know, it, it's difficult to like say to them in the nicest way, like, listen, I can't gain anything from this. Like, it's not that, it's not that we don't, we think that you you don't have that knowledge you just haven't proven that you've had that knowledge and mm. we can't we can't get like halfway into this and be like listen you can't do anything for us bye like we're backing out yeah and so it's like we we have to find a place that has proven that they can do something that first off they're proud of and that consumers are going to want to continuously come back to but that each one of us collectively can provide something for the other i love that that's why I think of, like, say, you and Lespas. That's exactly what you're talking about. Like, Lespas yeah. is very well known for making incredible low ABV beers. Yeah. And so Sp- specifically sours. Specifically sours. And they sours. do the rice stuff. Uh, yeah, so then you do this thing, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm picking And the first one was with Chris Needleman, the guy who passed away. So oh, I think yeah, that's where yeah. it started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From St. Blonde, and they did it. Yeah, and a lot, And I also really like, that's the one thing that we don't see enough of, is the cross prom because we're here, we go to Toronto all the time. So that cross-provincial thing is just so... Um, rare and it's really unfortunate that it doesn't happen enough so like that's why i was super stoked to see one that you guys were even collabing two that you bothered to do like not only did they come up for that but they didn't vent yeah back yeah. when you could do those things and <laughs> exactly. um you know but then they brought that because we don't get a tech you know, i feel like ontario has a bit more they're a bit more forward thinking there's like volo and different and bar hop and stuff and do takeovers and they'll, it doesn't happen here with outside of quebec stuff there'll be like a tap takeover from a brewery from you know far east or something which is great but you can get that if you needed to get that here. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, they can't, you know, people, well, I think, well, like, so I say people, like, it's not me too, but um, <laughs> I guess I just know people. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the average person can't get hold of your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them to be able to come, like, yo, you got, like, 12 beers from Blood Brothers? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's super dope. We have a question here. I don't know if you can even answer this, and I figure I know the answer. Uh, Steve is a, a fellow beer podcaster in Brisbane, Australia, and he said, do Blood Brothers export to Australia? Uh, post pandemic, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Pre pandemic, we had we, we had a skid of beer going to Australia. That in transit, the pandemic hit. Oh. Uh, 
and it was a it was about twelve kegs that we had going out that way. I think I know mine. Do you know what it was for? Because I have a I have an idea. Because we were supposed to be there too just before the pandemic, and I know. Very good question. Was it for a festival? I couldn't tell you. I I couldn't. I wasn't the one in charge of it. It was like I got a text, you know, a week before being like, we need to have this beer ready. It's got to go into these, you know, one way kegs because it's not coming back. It's going to Australia. And it went out right away. And then it immediately came back because it was like a week after we sent it out the pandemic did. Uh, Uh, I wonder if it's for the festival. I think it was the festival we were supposed to be at. There's a uh, a bar there called Carwin Cellars and they are, they're a bottle shop. They sell beer, wine and liquor. And in the back, they got an amazing bar and they do the craziest tap takeovers. Like, because it's where in Melbourne where I'm from, like they, I couldn't believe it's fucking expensive all the stuff they do, but they get stuff from everywhere. These guys yeah. are just beasts when they do it. So I would imagine they had a festival. It was really specific, and it was their first one they ever did. So I was mad excited because I knew it was going to be fire. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine it could have been Probably for that because if they got you guys, it's really for a bit. And yeah, they, like, well, yeah, they had really good We're always open to stuff like that. Uh, right now, like our 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 volume just isn't high enough to to be able to get stuff out that way. Plus, I don't think we can get it across the border right now. Uh, right now, no. Yeah, post-pandemic, we, we're actually in the middle of opening up a new uh, new production facility uh, okay. up in North York. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we finally found a place after like two, three years of looking. All um, right. Yeah, so we, we are in the process of opening that up. Once Ooh. we get a larger volume, you know, I bet you those things are going to open back up right now. But like, I don't have enough volume to put like blood light and kegs right now. Like it, yeah. it, it, you know, we, we package it. We have, I'd say about 30% of our total volume is going into blood light. We'll package it and like four days later it's gone. And Jeez. then we'll package it and four days later it's gone. Wow. And it, it's, it's, uh, we're kind of playing every week by year of like what's happening next. Like, as things open up, where is our volume going to go? Like, how do we get more volume? Mm. How do we kind of plan out these things long term when we don't know what long term is going to be? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for answering that question for Steve. So, Steve, in the future, maybe. Yes. Oh, yes, Bruce Morris in the future. Yes. Yes. So, if we come say. through. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Morris, big fave. Sorry for being late. Happy Friday. No hey, stress, no my mate. No stress at Glad all. Glad you made Glad it. Glad to have you here. Um, make sure you oh, get some blood brothers when you get back to Canada. Bruce is living oh, in, yeah, he's Canadian, Bruce. living in Dallas, Texas, and he's coming up back shortly. So uh, he's been paying attention and, you know, hopefully he can get himself a nice little order. He's up in Paris Sound, so um, it's still in Ontario, so you'll be able to get it. Yeah. Um, I recall talking to either you or the brothers about the facility, which is mm-hmm. dope, because I know you were looking at multiple things, something yeah. in the similar street or similar area to where you're at, and then that. So we're, we're in North York. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Like on air, or is it like a... Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't see what, how, what effect it would have. Uh, kind of up near Dufferin and Finch. Um, okay. Okay. Near, near enough to Vond. Um, mm-hmm. So it, uh, it's... A bigger spot. We're we're probably going to have some sort of tap room up there, but it, it is in a bit of an industrial lot. I was thinking it makes um, when you said it like that makes sense because it's a lot of like industrial. Big, yeah, I can't even picture that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to try and build the, you know, we're going to try and help build the area up, kind of try and build the culture up within the area, get people, get people from the area, uh, out to, out to the new spot. Uh, it's, it's not really going to be a destination brewery. You know, we're not going to have a whole lot of flair going around with it. We just, we need to pump out volume. Mm. We're going to keep our, our current location on Geary just because it's, we, the neighborhood, uh, has really treated us well, and we we want to kind of stick around and, and you know kind of grow with it. Yeah. Um, but we we just we need to grow ourselves, and like I said, we were looking for about two or three years within the Toronto area, trying to keep it within you know a ten minute drive, something like that. And at some point, you just you have to realize you're going to outgrow your new facility and you have to find something. It's a good you know, problem to have, technically. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a good problem. Are you going to have a tap yeah. room? Uh, we, we will have a tap room. I don't know the logistics of it yet, though. Okay. We, we kind of have the initial layout of how things are going to be, but we're not, uh, we're not 100% kind of set on what, how it's going to look. Okay. You know, until we actually have the structures in place. It, it's literally just an open book right now. We, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a big open warehouse. Uh, and so until we have a lot of these structures in place, we, we have an idea of what's going to happen, but we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So, Okay. Um, That's great, yeah. man. Congrats for finding it. That is uh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, we're on to the next one here. Oh, oh I was, I was going to try and do a nice little segue, but we talked about it because you were just talking about Rosewood and all the wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, real quick, Steve just said, cheers. Appreciate the response. Just thought I'd seen the name before, but wasn't sure. It must have been through BAOS, I reckon. Potentially, but you might have seen it around, Steve, like mad people talk about this shit. Um, so this next beer, which is wine inspired, this was the reason we're actually uh, doing this podcast. It inspired the uh, the idea because we're talking about this because Pat, you're a fucking legend, and remembered that Tiffany's favorite beer, favorite, pretty much period, favorite, ugh, just product on the planet. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Is White Lies a? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say shit. You're here. I still remember the first time I had White Lies. Oh, you do? Yeah. Where? I was by myself in Blood Brothers. Oh, so I was waiting for you. I was, I was doing something for you and Brad or yeah, something Yeah, like you were somewhere and else and you met me there. You. And I sat and I just saw that and I was like, okay, white lies. And it said, so did I have a song in your blog before? So it was like, I think I have a song first. Yeah. And yeah. that was yeah, that was that day in March when we hung out with yeah. you and the, the brothers. Yeah. And I was like, well, this looks perfect for me. So let's go in. And yeah, I just sat there. I remember there. you telling you like, yo, good. <laughs> I was like, just sitting there, just enjoying softly by myself and having a fantastic time. <laughs> it was just such a beautiful experience. Thank you. You know, so it's, it's so rare that you you actually had a chance to try the Sauv Blanc because it's not something we do regularly. Like our our Oof. go-to for the White Lies is our Riesling. Okay, because I did have the Riesling soon after, or yeah, yeah. The Riesling, the Riesling is uh, like we we have to produce products based off of you know availability a lot of times, mm-hmm. and so we do have a lot of these things in our back pocket, but. Uh, the White Lies, I'll get into it, kind of finish off the story. The, the White Lies of Sauvignon Blanc uses Nelson Sauvignon hops, which ah. are extremely difficult to get on a large contract basis. Yes. Um, and we use Sauvignon Blanc or the uh, Nelson Sauvignon hops because the character that comes from Nelson Sauvignon is so like the character of Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a wine in general, especially if you're fermenting it with a, with a beer uh, yeast, loses a lot of its intricacies that go along with it. So you need a way to build that character back up 
uh, in one way or another. We use hops in order to do that. And it's so unique to have a hop like Nelson Sauvin mm-hmm. that uh, can have those characteristics of a uh, of a wine like that. Yeah, it, it's so unique, and so we just we just can't produce it on a large scale. So that's we our Riesling is the uh, is the brand that we can do on a large scale, and so you know it, it's one of those things that we do very regularly. You just happened to be there on the day that we had Sauvignon Blanc. And it was meant to be. Right? <laughs> Check that out. It was definitely yeah. meant to be. I think I remembered because you were like, oh, it's my favorite beer. And I was like, Jesus, like, you're lucky that you were actually. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I'm never in Toronto. And it just happened to be that time. And I, sat I know there it was our first it. time. It was our first brothers, time. So and it you just happened to be there like 15 minutes before yeah, we got it there. It could be more perfect. I was like, oh, I know where I'm, where I'm going. So, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And fun fact, I was just interviewed for this book that's about, that's coming out. That's like about, uh, it's in whatever it's being written. Yes. Yeah, but they interviewed um, a bunch of uh, black, like black people in the beer industry. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, what was your favorite beer? And I was like, oh, White Lies. Oh, wow. oh, I'll, I'll give it to you. Brothers. In print. <laughs> in like, so no one can forget that. Yeah. Kept that in print. She's done. Oh, you're not even drinking. Oh, get Come your on. blood light. Get your mm-hmm. blood light so you can try, yeah. This yeah, one. It's so popular being in books and everything. Oh, okay, God. it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not that serious. I just love that she asked. She asked what was my favorite. Oh, beer and music, yeah. beer, and then like music, yeah. what I would pair it with. And there's this track by Frank Ocean, and he says "White Lies" in it. So I just it was like it would be a perfect pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super rich kids. Nice. Yeah. Should so that be so the name of the episode? Or was that too? Maybe we could call the episode yeah. "White Lies" actually, yeah. because this is kind of what this is all about. Yeah. Um, um, and Julie says, love the logo. Hi, Julie. Nice to have you here. Can't wait to try the brew. Yes. Uh, and Bruce, I believe Julie is Bruce's uh, wife. Yes. She said, where in Toronto is Blood Brothers? So it was on Geary Street. Uh, Patty, is it Dufferin and DuPont? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. right there. Um, so it's it's kind of in between Dufferin and Ossington, um, just north of DuPont on a street called Geary. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. so like an industrial street, but I think there's a couple other bars there that people seem to know, right? Yeah, uh, yes, the Greater well. Good is down the road. Um, That's the one. Yeah. And there is a couple of really well-known restaurants uh, along the way as well. Um, uh, Familia Baldessare, uh, Parallel, which is kind of Middle Eastern food. Uh, they do they do really, really good hummus there. Uh, it's fantastic. Nice. Uh, and there's a couple other places popping up. Um not now, I guess. Nothing's popping. Okay. Right now. Of course, <laughs> nothing's popping. Yeah, at nothing anyway is popping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a couple. Like, there's an ice cream shop that kind of popped up uh, during the summer last year. So, it's it's a growing neighborhood. Uh, it's still got that like weird industrial roots to it. Right. Um, you know, it's like you have this like really well known Italian pasta place, and then like an auto body shop, and then you know a really well known Middle Eastern place, and then another auto body shop. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, it does have its its industrial roots, and actually, the neighborhood is is really banded together. I wasn't at the the community meeting, but the brothers kind of you know mm. gave me the cold notes of it, the Coles notes of it last year, and they were saying that they they want to keep it, uh, I guess, registered as a uh, as an industrial area with exceptions, uh, because they don't want the option for something like Starbucks or something like that to move in and kind of water down the experience. That's cool. It's good to have that option to, you know, allow places into their neighborhood that, you know, will will still have that neighborhood feel that will still, 
make it feel like you know it, it's something that they've grown themselves. So I love that. That's I actually really that. smart because like we are big third wave. I think we might talk to you about it before. We're huge third wave coffee nerds, and uh, nothing pisses me off more than Starbucks. Yeah. So. I would, we just walk no. by and we're like, what a waste. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're one in our area crazy. and we're in the hipster area of Montreal. It's just like such an ice one. And like, what the no, fuck are you doing here? here? I just see people. I'm like, yeah. basic motherfuckers. <laughs> um, Steve is saying, oh, wait, maybe this is where I've heard you mention the name. It sticks out for me because we have a brewery here in Queensland called White Lies. Ah, I actually recall that, that convo, Steve, and that's exactly what we were talking about. I yeah. think I might have posted the last one we had. I think I had the Gewurz last, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, which was a great version. Julian um, Bruce, you have to. Uh, you have to. We have to have. have first of all, you have to have Blood Brothers. You'll love it. But we also need to have a beer sometime. At some yeah. point, we 100%. need to find a way to make that happen. And Bruce saying, "Stop the gentrification." Yes, yeah. sir. Particularly with Starbucks. Yeah. And yeah. Jeremy G is saying, "Fall of Thieves Pinot Noir is my favorite beer in the world. Any chance it will make a return this year?" If uh, I mean, this goes back to our conversation before. If Rosewood wants to provide us with a product <laughs> that can match up with that, yeah, I mean, is it always an option? It's one of those things that we we had kind of the perfect combo of we had something, they had something, they kind of worked together. Um, so that that was a rose. I mean, we're always hesitant uh, to. We'll, we'll always promote other other companies, but you know, putting their branding on, on our stuff because I personally, within the industry, I've been kind of bit before where you put someone's brand on something and they hate it and it's kind of stuck there. And then you have to kind of pull stuff back. Uh, we, we like the idea of kind of putting our products out there and we'll promote it as much as we can on social media. Um, and you know, within the description, but we can always take that back. You know, if they, if they don't like the description, if they don't like the way that we, we kind of promoted it, we can always kind of delete it and retry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that stuff, that was a product that was made with Rosewood winery with some of their, their wine. Um, The problem is, you know, recreating those exact conditions is always going to be tough. Yeah. That's the thing with wine. It's just, yeah. It's going to have to be like one of those beers with the gear or, you know, yeah, you're always going to be tied exactly. to the. Yeah, you're always going to be tied the to the season. That they have yeah. exactly tied to the season, yeah. but like, and, and even your yeast, I'm sure your your bugs and stuff are going to be different over it's, time. It's so difficult. We we can always make it's things good. that are close, and you know, we we hold on to kind of archived product. Uh, pretty much every barrel aged product that we've done, we have an archive of it, about twelve beers stored away. Good, smart. Uh, just for us to. <clears throat> hair side by side but those beers on their own have changed since we we archived them so it's right. difficult for us to first off know exactly what that product is like we have an idea but we can't match it up perfectly but also we can't re we can't match the conditions that it was in at the yeah. time it, it's it's difficult so yeah like i said we're, we're always redoing things uh trying to get them as close as we can but it's it's super difficult to re redo an exact product a lot of the stuff we do now, we, we put the vintage, you know, of the, the year that we did it on the label. So that we, we we do have, if anything, I would say like the deniability of like, ah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's all it comes down to, deniability. That's like all that, that matters. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I think that's super dope. So, and even when you're, to, to a point you made before about like the, the collab side of things and, and like putting the branding on, I always feel like if it was say like the collab with, Les Bas, for example, we had both labels, uh, both brands, I'm sorry, on the can. 
When it comes to something with Rosewood, I know Rosewood has worked with numerous breweries, but I always feel like it's not a collab in the true sense. It's like, Mm -hmm. we purchase your wildflower honey. We purchase your Pinot skins. We, like, yes, you work it out together because they don't want to just be like, here, take our skins and put in some beer that they don't maybe stand behind. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that, and I think that's important from the winery, but I think... It's more like, is that accurate? That it's not a it's collab difficult because a lot of the times you make those decisions, a lot of times you, you get to that point of like, hey, do you want, we have some skins or like we'll, we'll approach them and be like, hey, we, we have an idea for a product. We would love to use your wine skins. We'd love to use your finished wine. Or do you have something that you just, you don't have an, an idea for? Um, it's like six to eight months down the road uh, when the finished product will come out. When we make those decisions, we don't really know if the product's going to work out to our quality standards. They also don't know if the product's going to work out to their quality standards. Hmm. So you kind of have to go in with a uh, with a hope that the other party is doing things uh, right, hmm. uh, but also that it's going to promote your product in the right way. Uh, and so that's usually when you're kind of in those hesitation instances, it's not a true collab. You, 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 you kind of both distance yourself from it. <laughs> you kind of, when you release it, that's when you're like, okay, we both like it. You know, we, we don't have a promotion on here, but we're going to promote it on social media. We'll do it that way. Right. Um, but it, it's always difficult to like, from the get go, like, Hey, six months down the road, we're going to have this, this product release with this company. And then, you know, nothing <laughs> comes of it. Because the product is crap. Yeah, that's like, uh, And everyone's disappointed at that point. But everyone knew that it was a thing. Mm, and so you got to be careful. You kind of have to keep a lot of these things close to the chest. Uh, and, you know, make a lot of those decisions further down the road when everyone's confident that this is going to be a product. Right. Is it? Because people, people always remember, man. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a lot of people have goldfish memories, when it comes to shit like this, they've got a memory of an elephant. Like, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's true. Is it, is it something, this is just an interesting point that you made, Do you, when it comes to a collab with something like a Rosewood, uh, where you know, you're know purchasing their product, but it's a bit more involved, is it always that the, the company side like Rosewood gets, they have to sign off on the product before you release it as well, or is that just on your side? Uh... I mean, yes and no. It depends on the every situation is kind of unique on its own. Okay. Um, I would say that there, there's certain there's certain companies that from the get go are just like you know we we want to be a part of this. Everything about this, good or bad, we want to have our name associated with it. Okay. And th- those are always good. It puts a lot of pressure on the company that is releasing it because <laughs> then you're like, oh my god, like everything has to turn out. Right. Like it, it, it's <laughs> difficult making those those emails or phone calls of like, Hey man, like trash. Uh, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> like, this is not up to standard. Like we, this is better for both of us. If we just get rid of it and like, you know, wipe the slate clean. Stop fresh. Yeah. I, like, but I've been, I've been in every part of <sighs> this situation. You know, we've, we've done collaborations <sighs> with other companies that, you know, the, the product comes out and, and you know we loved it. This product comes out, and we've hated it. And like, uh, you know, same with us. I'm sure we've put out products that we were like proud of, but it just didn't turn out to the certain standard that that company we were with mm-hmm. uh, really enjoyed. Uh, but you know, it's it's 
you know, just the ethical, not even ethical. It's just a good thing to do. Just not tell someone that you don't like, them. like it's, Oh yeah, this is like a, this is a beer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts you in a position. Well, that's huh? a liquid. Yeah. Wonderful. That, that, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, exists. That a, this is a thing that is alcohol. <laughs> and it's that you can drink it. <laughs> yeah. It'll get you a drunk. Yeah. And so it's, you, you try and, cause you know, you, you do, you do want to be, you know, courteous, you know, they put a lot of work into doing it. And, you know, sometimes they know it's always easier when, when someone comes up to you and it's like, Hey man, like, I know it's not perfect, but like, give it a try. There's some good qualities of this. And you can actually like talk it over. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot more difficult when they come up like, Oh, this is, this is fucking <laughs> fire, man. This is like, like full of flaws, <laughs> but you don't want to say that. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it, there's sour in it. Like, it's, it's yeah. definitely sour. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I guess it's like particularly between producers who are both like particular how they like stuff. And, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. I never that really make things really hard though. If you yeah. do like things in a certain way, because... I never thought of this from this perspective. That's yeah. why I'm asking about it because I never, no one's ever brought that up in all of the time doing the podcast. No one's ever talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of interesting. Though. It's it's a de- it's a delicate balancing act. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a super delicate balancing act. <laughs> like you want you want to stay friends with people and you don't want to look like yeah. <laughs> You know, you always, you always hear of those like um these like high end breweries and like I'm not gonna call anyone else, but like these high end breweries that like straight up to your face is like, hey man, like it wasn't very good, like I don't like it, and it's, you're just like heartbroken. It's oh, yeah. like ah, like I wish you would have just like flowered it up a little bit, yeah, just yeah. a little, like make, make me feel good about this. <laughs> so that's that's why like our our like starting position is like we need to be confident with what we're doing with the people that we're doing. Uh, so, and like, they, they need to like have that type of personality that can take, uh, can take reviews that maybe aren't going to be positive with what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. You you have to have some, some, uh, some sort of a like relationship with the person to kind of get into that point. Yeah. I, anytime, like just some random, like, ah, you know, uh, and this isn't anything at Thunder Bay. It's just, it's just like, uh, you know, X person in Thunder Bay, like, wanted to do collaboration with you. Like, I've never met this person in my life. Yeah. Like, they are, like, 14-hour drive away from me. And at no point have they ever, like, come up and, and talk to us. Like, why they just think they can send us an email and be like, hey, we'd love to do a collaboration. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no positives. There's no relationship. There's no, like there's no connection whatsoever in mm-hmm. that situation. I, I can't say yes. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about beer. Cause it's how, when you were talking about this, another thing I never thought of before, see with music, cause I do music. If I want to collaborate with another rapper, I just pay them. If they're not my friend, which I don't yeah. do. I used to do that back in the day and it's not frowned upon. It's totally normal. Mm-hmm. If I hit up somebody who has a bigger name than me, I have nothing to offer them. They're like, Hey, it's X amount for a verse. I'm like, I can pay it or I can negotiate or tell them to get fucked. But yeah. it's, that it's very different with beer because it's not like an up and coming brewery could pay you to collaborate I, with them. It has to be all that would be right? so weird. I would too. like to disagree with you. If somebody Tell me. came up to us and said, We'll fucking pay you to do a collaboration, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe people don't know about that. This, this Yo, see, do you know what? Brewery, you think like rappers. If you give me enough money, 
Yeah, I'll do collaboration. You need to create a one sheet then with your pricing and then start being <laughs> yeah. like, hey guys. You should do it. Be like, hey guys. Any, we'll anyone you... listening, you give a big enough <laughs> offer sheet. My God. And yeah. then here's the vector file for the logo. <laughs> Just tell us what the deal is. It's the equivalent of getting a verse from Patrick. Yeah. It is like getting a verse like, from Patrick. Like, can I buy a verse from you, yeah. Patrick? Can <laughs> <laughs> I make me a little Money stuff? Speaks volume. It's that it does. Money talks, you know? Hey, man. I always joke with the owners. I'm like, guys, if you ever want to sell and someone gives you a big enough offer sheet, if you say no, like, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, a business. Take, Build another one. Take that money. I can yeah. go find another job. Like, we, we can all yeah. find another job or we can work for whoever else but, like, takes over the company. I like, like <laughs> you have put this together. Get your dues. Yeah, I'm with that as well. God. If you as a from the strictly business, from point the business of view, perspective, I'm you got to put that craft beer shit to the side and yeah. just be like, yeah. I built it. Get your money. Get out. Start again. Yeah, there are like forty to fifty breweries opening up in Ontario every year. Yeah, you can find another place to work. It's easy. <laughs> you yeah. can start another brewery and sell that. Just growing like this is the largest growing uh, business like. Especially during a pandemic, everyone wants alcohol. That's true. More than ever. Go find another job. You're gonna have to unfortunately create another social bubble, but like go. Yeah. Go yeah. Find yeah. You know, like you're not gonna find again a fifty million dollar offer to buy you out. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. When, once I have them seven or eight figures, I feel like yeah. That's when you start being like, oh. Yeah. If okay. it's six yeah. figures, like uh, what's no, seven six or eight? Years? No, but seven. Yeah, that's when you I feel like thing, that yeah. means you've done eight. Work. Is like yeah, that's what little creatures had. Yeah. There's this one crazy? in Australia. These two guys. They did two breweries. They built this one called Little Creatures which essentially yeah. started craft beer in Australia and yeah. Fremantle, Western Australia. They sold that to the big guys. Yeah. Then they built another one called White Rabbit, sold yeah. that to the big guys, and now I think they're, they're on a contract where they're not allowed to start <laughs> another brewery for X amount of years oh, I know. to be content. But I'm sure they're sitting on 400 mil or something. Yeah, so. you, you hear this, about all these places in the States that are selling for like stupid oh. money. Like, as an example, look at Ballast Point. What yeah. a stupid amount of money that was. Yeah, and the but second sale too. Those, yeah, they, they sold it again. Are wiping their eyes with dollar bills right now. Mm. And don't get me wrong, they could probably be, you know, they could probably be really nice guys doing really nice things with that money, you know, helping out their communities, helping out people that work for them. You know, they can do a lot, but you can do a lot of things. What was it like? Almost a billion dollars or something the like that? The first sale was a billion, and the second sale to that random brewery in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. I forgot what it was, or they didn't announce the money, but yes, it was literally $1 billion, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy, you nuts. can do a lot of help with a billion dollars. You can they, find uh, a bunch of smaller breweries if you want. You, to oh my God, them. like six at least. Yeah. <laughs> six at <laughs> a billion? It's just at least six, yeah, definitely. Six in every city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. out of control. Yeah, it's so dumb. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple comments here. So Julia said a thousand percent was agreeing with Bruce about stop the gentrification, particularly in Geary. Excuse me. Um, Julia saying, I feel like we need a GTA beer tour once as a vaccine. So many, so many great products. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if we even can wait that long because the vaccine is going to take a while there. Yeah, you know, so. I feel like you who, know, who knows that Geary isn't the vaccine. I mean, let's be serious, guys. You never yeah. know. You just walk on that street, boom, COVID free. <laughs> ain't a case to be found. There is. Um, <laughs> ain't a case to but be Julie, found. seriously, if you guys want, I can give you, I'm more than happy to give you guys a list of all the places that you should be uh, hitting up in Toronto to be able to get the takeaway, or you can order them to be delivered to you guys out in, uh, in Paris Sound. Yeah, uh, and yeah said, we, we deliver to Paris Sound. You do, right? We, uh, yeah. yeah we, it's, I think... Uh, one of the shipping companies, but yeah, we go out that way. Okay, perfect. So this is actually another question for you from Julie. So she says, 
So if we're going to order some for GTA delivery, or I guess it's delivery from the Toronto brewery, what would give us the quintessential Blood Brothers tasting? Like, Ooh, and I, I, I really like that. This is a good I think question. it's like a tough question because it depends what's available that week you order. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's difficult for me to make that decision because, like I said, products are selling out uh, pretty pretty quickly. We're now just starting to build up a, a bit more of us like a stock, like okay. an inventory. Uh, that people can get a bit of bit of a wider variety, but we are still running out. Like, I, I'm really sorry to anyone who keeps trying to get Blood Light and it's sold out. We can't keep it on the shelves. Um, but I would say Blood Light if you can keep up with our social media and get it while it's available. That's this one, Julie. Julie, you need to get that one. Uh, the another one, and once again, this is our core brand is Shumay. Uh, yeah. It's a seven percent IPA. Same idea as Blood Light, but you know it's a bit bigger, a bit more, uh, a bit more like flashy. Yeah, uh, I'd say. Uh, and, what, and then you go. I mean, we're drinking two of them right now. I mean, White Lies and Auto Pop. Uh, Auto Pop is young, like it's a newer product for us. But I, I think it represents uh, the brewery well. Uh, I mean, we. I think that we do sours pretty well. Uh, yeah, I would I agree. That, I would say I think, so. <laughs> I think having that accessibility of a low alcohol sour, you know, especially in a time when when people are going to like parks and things like that, you want to be able to like function as a human being after having one or two of these. Yeah. Uh, so I think that having that availability plus passion fruit is amazing. Like it's, it's the best, the goat it's, fruit. It's such a cheating fruit. Like you could throw it at anything. <laughs> anything. It's, it's going to be amazing. Oh. I don't think I've ever actually tried a passion fruit. Oh, I got dude. So I have a. I make. Uh, I make a fruit mix. Oh my! When I'm not drinking, when I'm drinking, I'm usually not interested in eating fruit. But when I'm not drinking, I get uh, fucking pomegranate. So you get a pomegranate, blueberries, passion fruit, and uh, some clementine. Mix that shit up. It's like I, juice. No, it's I, I eat it in a bowl. It's just whole fruit. So the you know pomegranates a little you like pomegranate like all over the kernels. kitchen. I, all I over know everything kitchen. about the fruits you just had. Okay, or you just so it's not a juice. I've just, just never had it. Oh, so you fruit. you put them in a thing and then you put the 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 passion fruit is like it's the sauce to all of this yeah. shit. <laughs> and the the seeds are little you know they're crunchy but they don't really stick the pat the pomegranate mm. seeds they're that annoying as you know but. Passion yeah. fruit is something I I didn't really grow up eating either, and I don't know why. I think because I of beer is where you started. Yeah, I, it, right? I, I think the first time I really had it was the Motley Crew from Bellwoods in 2017, was mm. passion fruit, and from then on, that's why I was excited for Auto Pop because it was like, it's that you nailed it, man. It's mm. the best yeah. fruit. I would highly recommend to get some passion fruit, and I don't know, you put them with too sour to eat it by the spoonful. You got to put it yeah. like. With, that's why it's like it's the glue that holds a lot. Yeah, of it <laughs> yeah, but it works by itself perfectly in a beer. It's just perfection, man. Yeah, and like it, there, there's certain hops that are that are like this, like citra hops. You throw it in anything, it's gonna make it a much better product than it was before. Passion fruit is that fruit that you throw it in anything, it's gonna make it better than it was before. Yes, it that doesn't mean it's it's like cheating or it's bad or it's like a. a, a a like lazy way of doing things. Yeah. It just means you have to utilize it in an appropriate way because you don't want to overuse it and make people like tired of it. You know, yes. it's always going, you have to use it in the appropriate way. So like Motley Crue, like amazing base product that obviously had just, was just accentuated by amazing fruit. Yes. Mm. 
It's exactly right. It's 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 and it, intense. You you get these like you get these like IPAs or like brown ales, and we you, you know it's got passion fruit in. It. Yeah, it's it's probably better, but like it's not amazing. And it, you don't want to be in that situation where you're on you're you using it in a way that it's not appropriate for. Yeah, it's gonna make that product that you throw it into good no matter what. But you want to use it in the right way. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. Uh, a couple more comments. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, uh, Steve says an Aussie bloke and the palm bought it for less than half the first sale. Yeah, I think you that's might. Talk about balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my balance. Yeah, nah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was like, nah, she's fucking sweet as I am. Nah, well, I totally fucking got that for half. I think it, I don't know what the price was, but I think it was significantly less because Constellation didn't know what to do with it, and I think they devalued the brand and did like a you know what AD Constellation's buying everything. That's why yeah, Constellation's buying all yeah. that shit. So yeah. yeah, they did, and it was it was some random Aussie dude in Chicago. It's actually hilarious. Yeah, you know they're they're gonna get wider accessibility in those situations, but like everyone who actually cares knows who owns that place, and you know yeah. they're, they're gonna have some they're gonna have some you know, pushback from everyone. Yeah. Of course, at least the, it's, the craft people. It's always better for the brewery. Like, let's be serious. You, you get accessibility to like yeah. 2,000 more pubs and stuff like that. And you get a, Distro. a couple, you get a couple beer nerds that are angry at you. It's obviously more positive. All of a sudden you're in an airport. Yeah, man. And the also the owners. Like yeah. yeah, the airport yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, like you said, the owners are half a million dollars yeah. richer. They're good. Yeah. Um, exactly. Julie says, hashtag truth, beer is the vaccine. Send Bruce a DM, read the tour. I'm going to order tonight. So can people, can Julie just jump on and order tonight and they'll be stuck? It'll, be there, it'll be there tomorrow. So if, if uh, let me let me get this right. So I don't, oh. uh, she's filling the cart right now. So. She's actually on the website <laughs> filling the cart. <laughs> yeah. Is she going to yeah. get better stuff tomorrow? What, what should she do? No, no. So we, it's difficult. <sighs> Like, or should she do two orders? We can't give you a, a like weekly update on what's coming out everything during the week because you know the day before something comes out, it may not be up to our standards. We got to make some changes. We have uh. to we have to push it a bit to to uh, make sure that it's it's of a certain quality. Um, but from uh, look at the website. I think it's Tuesday to Saturday. If you order before noon the day of it'll be at your house within toronto and i think it's within a certain postal code rate like radius it's like m2 to m7 or something like that okay outside of toronto it will be sent out the same day that's the one and it should be within a day or two i mean craig you guys got the beer within what two days oh no Overnight, I have never experienced overnight <laughs> yeah. from Toronto before, and it was through ICS. And the fucking guy yeah. comes at eight forty-five a.m. and we go to bed late, so I'm like yeah. every time so we, <laughs> we send it out <laughs> at about three p.m. the day before, and it made it to Montreal by yeah next day. Three. Yeah, that was yep. so good. That was, it was I, actually I was ridiculous. So impressed by that. Yeah, um, so I I didn't know that's how quick it went. Yeah, yeah. Well, the website looks like it's pretty good, bro. You've got yeah. like she made blood. Um, um, Julie, Bruce, you have to get white lies. Yeah, get the white lies for sure. They've got the razzle dazzle. We had that during the podcast, uh, yep. which was dope. Yeah, you got the full of thieves. Oh, raspberry, blackberry. You great. Got yeah, Sheriff Taylor. I haven't had that Paradise one. Lost. Sheriff yeah. Taylor is a, a bourbon barrel aged stout on nitro in cans. Ooh, Jesus. Whoa. I love it. I love it. It's the funniest yeah. stuff yeah. ever, man. Oh, that's great. This is a good time. Yeah. Yo, I, I think they're good, man. Just order everything you can, Bruce. Get, 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 get <laughs> a couple of everything. Just order everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Steve is saying, why do I have the feeling Tiff is going to be laughing her ass off at the sound of our voices when we do chat with you guys? I cannot oh, yes. wait for the Aussie podcast. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. cannot wait for the... These are Finally, I won't be the minority. I know, right? Right? Yeah. Everyone's talking funny. So we're going to be doing a full accent-filled podcast uh, with Amazing. these uh, with Aussies. With a bunch of yeah, Aussies, you know, be a podcast is connected. No one understand. you're going to be the one with the accent. Yeah, I know, for once, eh? There you go. It's about time, Pat, because, you know, it gets a little old with being the funny talker, you know? It's always me. Order well, placed. the order's oh, done. Goodness. Look at that. You're our fast. Bruce and wow. Julia are the best. Look at that. See how that convert. The Look at how fast right that is. Yeah, you guys are You guys around. are going to love it, though. It's, uh, man, this this beer is so exceptional. Yeah, um, it's just I love it. It is, it is it, really... The, the idea is you're, you're just trying to represent that wine, and it's a good thing because there's so many wine drinkers out there that just that have this representation of beer and what it is and just don't have don't like it they don't like that bitterness they don't like that like malty sweetness they don't like so many things about it but if you can recreate a product that is a good representation of wine but isn't wine yeah it's it's that like gateway beer to be willing to try other things you know it, it may be steps it may take a long time to get to that point but you know, obviously, people have different palates. People have different memories. People have different ideas of what they enjoy. Yeah. You just have to open up the possibilities for what, you know, what represents that product well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, as an example, my my dad doesn't like some of our products. My mom doesn't like some of our products. You know, my my girlfriend doesn't like some of our products. I don't expect them to like everything. She'll rate them five when untapped, though. She rides. I don't expect them to like everything we make, but I can guarantee you that we can find a product on our product list that they will like. Yeah, yes. I love that. 100%. There's something for everybody. Yeah, when we were with you, actually, we did the podcast. We tried something that was like a cocktail. It was the Billy Sunday. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I was like, that it's was crazy. crazy. It was like a cocktail. It was a full out cocktail. And nitro spreading yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was uh, that one was good. You know, we, we haven't been able to kind of recreate that like quintessential cocktail feel. Uh, we, we've you know we've had one or two tries at it, but they they haven't really panned out as well as that Billy Sunday did because yeah. that had the the alcohol to kind of back it up. That really had the the feel of of a cocktail with that booziness that kind of, yeah. you know, brightens it up a little bit. That, that worked really well. We were, we're really happy with that. Yeah, that was a great one. And I love it. Like, what? that's such a good way. It's like someone likes a cocktail, then you get that. You just get them in the door, right? Yeah. yeah. Once again, recreating it's a bit tough. Uh, we're, yeah. We think we can redo that. It's it's just you know it's not always going to work out every time so <laughs> hey man we'll keep, but we'll keep trying worth <laughs> so giving it a crack at the very least like I never thought of that that you've got something you got the wine beers mm-hmm. that are relatively regularly available you got the cocktail beers you got the uh, the fantastic like blood vine, the original blood vine with the, um, the 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 staves that you put in there to give it that yeah. minerality and stuff so just a really yeah. great cro- and the trans human. Fucking, oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, that dude. Was that was sick. insane. That was so yeah. Dry hopped uh, pills with uh, this one was with Pacifica. I yeah, saw that, you had, like, that makes me happy because Pilsners aren't my thing. Like Pilsners aren't my strength. And it's something that I I understand the basics behind it. I understand the idea behind, you know, why people like it. Yeah. But it's not the style that I'm like, I'm exceptionally fond of. 
And so it's difficult for me to kind of differentiate, you know, what what is a good pilsner while we're going through the process. Like, how do I taste for like what what it's going to turn out to be? Yeah. And so the fact that we've, we've kind of come out with something that people do enjoy, that people are are really happy with uh, makes me happy because, uh, you know, it, it's like a it's like a vegan chef trying to cook meat. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Like, it, that's a great analogy. I'm not quite sure like what what makes this good, but like I know I can do it well. I just hope everyone else likes it. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. really what it That's amazing. Well, I can definitely tell you that. I mean, I've had blah blah a bunch of times, but this transhuman because I love dry hot pills, and so it's just had this. It was you nailed it, man. It was yeah. fantastic. I'm really yeah. really happy with that. Is that something that's available? Do you want to grab the last one, the uh, full of themes from the fridge? Yes. Thank if you. you guys don't mind, I'm going to take a quick like. Yeah, go for it. Break. Be right back. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep it going. Uh, Tiff will grab the last beer. So uh, this next one, um, it's a beer which I've never had before. I actually got it. I'll tell uh, Patrick after I got it. Oh, hang on. Bruce has a comment here. Maybe I'll address that. I don't find Craig's accent to be very strong Australian. You've been in Canada for a long time now. You are assimilating. Yes, uh, I've been in Canada 10 years on September 14th. Thank you, baby. Um, so my accent uh, naturally dulled because I got tired of repeating myself. It gets really fucking annoying. Uh, people continue to ask, you know, hey, what'd you say, what'd you say? I want a water, water. They're like, what? I'm like, oh, water or whatever, you know. So you start to like change the way you talk to fit here. Otherwise, people don't understand and it's mad frustrating. So, and even then add that, I mean, Quebec, right? So there's French people. I was trying to speak French. Here. I was actually pretty good at French for a bit. And then people just kept getting like either changing to English or kid asking me, you know, what did you say? And it, I kind of got over it, to be honest. Uh, Julie ordered. Thanks for the info and having delivery. No problem, Julie. I'm really happy you guys got uh, got the beers. I think you guys are going to get some fire. It's br- brilliant. Uh, Pat, I'm not sure if you remember. Yep. So I actually got this next beer in a trade with Nathan, my uh, fake my brother. fake my fake brother, brother. <laughs> my fake brother. Uh, and I forgot that I had it. And um, do you remember when we did the podcast, we actually released it as a separate clip video. You taught us, and it blew my mind, how to open a wax seal. Yes, I do. I do recall that. And I have the goddamn knife. Have you? Have you I have did. You learned it yet? Yes. I've tried it multiple <laughs> times, and it works every time. So yeah. I'm going to get you, just for those who didn't see it, to talk through the process. So um, here's my issue. Okay. You don't have I, a knife. I have an unwaxed seal. Ooh, you motherfucker. But, but I can talk people through it. Yeah, so I'd rather just you do it because the way you did it, like, I mean, I guess it's pretty straightforward and it's much easier than you think and it's very logical. Yeah, so if you give me two seconds, I have other bottles that have a wax seal. Okay. I can do a fake open on it. Let's do that. Okay, and uh, just give me two seconds, of okay? Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to actually take a piss then since everyone's pissing. Uh, you can talk to the people then? I'll talk to the people. Um, What's the? What did you talk about? In the, I have my own accent. Oh, uh, I was just talking about my accent because uh, Bruce was saying my accent is pretty chill. And now okay. we're talking. Patrick's about to talk us through the uh, opening the wax and it's getting the bottle to fake open. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whenever you guys are ready, I can give you a a walkthrough. I'm not going to open the bottle, but uh, oh, you're not opening anyone, the bottle. Well, I'm I'm going to open another bottle. 
but this one is a gift for a friend that I'm going to I'm going to cut the wax cuz I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to open the wax. Yeah. <laughs> he just has to open it at that. Point. Oh, so you're going to do it for him and be like, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do it for him. You need to send uh, instructional videos that are like step by steps, you know, as you go. I know. I love and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a sharper knife just okay, so, okay. That, so that this is a bit easier. Um, Julie ordered. I'm sure Craig already talked about that. But Julie ordered. Awesome. Enjoy. Were we all making fun of Craig's accent? Because I'm totally down for that. <laughs> yeah. um, that'd okay. be so weird to experience. I know I go full awker when I'm around Bogans. But in, what's an awker? That's a new one for me. What's an Aka? But in general, it would be straight odd to adjust my accent. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see Stefan. Yo, hey, Steph. How's it going? Good to have you here. I hope you're drinking. I'm here. The party can start. Yes, yes, Steph. We've already been partying. We're already like five deep beers deep. You're really late. Hey, fuck in there. <laughs> Did Steve say Aka? Yeah. That's hilarious. It's just like the, I haven't heard. That's a new That's reason. the word to describe. Oh, yeah. Nah, well, I can't talk about That's that. the Bogan, I think. Yeah, but like it's called an Oka. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love the Aussies. Love the Aussies. Um, okay, so we're walking through a full pattern, a full. Um... Okay, everyone can see the uh, the wax cap there. So, opening a wax bottle is quite easy, and I know I've brought it up with you guys before. Yes. That it's extremely frustrating to see. First off, a, a review or someone get back to you and be like, it took me like 10 minutes to get all the wax off of your bottle. And they're taking this and they're they're cutting all of the wax like off of the entire thing. I mean, and the whole idea of this is to open the bottle. So you want a a pry point. That's, that's all you're sure trying to do. And it, it should take maybe 10 seconds longer to open one of these bottles than it does to open a beer or a bottle that doesn't have wax on it. But that's yes. so logical, well, like said, but it just doesn't feel like that. It yeah. feels like you should attack it by trying to rip it off slowly. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, like, you know, the psycho movie. Where <laughs> um, yeah, so all you're trying to do is trying to get that pry point uh, from this bottle. So what you're going to do is you'll see the kind of cap uh, because no one should have more wax on their bottle, then uh, th- that kind of disguises the cap. If you have that much wax on your bottle, you're waxing your bottles wrong. Because ah, the whole idea okay. is to kind of seal it up. First off is to have a bit of flare, but it's also to uh, seal your bottle so that you don't get oxygen uh, inclusion into the bottle over a long term. Mm-hmm. You know, people will always, always sell their bottles for, you know, way longer than whatever brewery ever wants you to do. Of course. Um, and sure you're trying know. to minimize the degradation of the product in that bottle during that longer period of time. Obviously, every brewery puts out beer at the point that you want they want you to drink it. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of within our mindset. As if you're going to buy this thing, I hope you drink it within the next you know day or two. It has the option to be selling for longer than that, and you know I'm sure things will happen during that for that time frame, but we can't. We can't promote that because we don't know what the heck is going to happen. Uh, yeah. Unless you're like a 25-year-old brewery that's done this like for decades and decades. It's really difficult for like a, a three- to four-year brewery to be like, hey, five years down the road, this is going to be, you know, this. <laughs> that's so true. Know. You wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. You have no idea. And so 
all you're looking for is underneath this cap right here, you want to make one slit and okay, I'm two slits. Okay. I don't know if anyone can see it, but there are two slits there. You're going to cut the wax and you're going to remove that wax from there. And in the process of doing that, you're going to see the bottle cap there. At this point, all you have to do is put your bottle opener in there and open the bottle. That's it. You've, you've basically just opened up an access point for your bottle opener to get to that bottle cap. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, it's a very simple process. Now, once again, I'm not going to open this bottle because it's for a friend, but I'll open up the actual <laughs> bottle that we have. It's very kind of you, though, to just get rid of this process for him. Look at that. It's so uh, easy. He's, he's a friend, but is he really that good of a friend that I'd, I'd mess up his wax? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I have one of the, uh, the Fall of Thieves blueberries here as well. Nice. Smells crazy. Steph, are you like drinking? That. I hope so. I bet you miss being up here in craft beer paradise. Who? Steph. Steph? <laughs> it is craft beer paradise. He moved downtown. It's craft beer desert. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Fall Thieves Blueberry, I mean, it, it's a uh, barrel blend of wild ales. Uh, our Fall of Thieves lineup of beers is a bit more uh, funky than a lot of our other ones. Uh, we do have a lot of barrel-aged sours, things like that, but they'll come across clean. They'll come across with some unique characters. Mm -hmm. They don't have that funk that you get from a lot of other beers. No. Fall of Thebes is that representation of kind of funk that we have developed over time. I mean, Brett, or Brettanomyces has a lot to do with it. Uh, but a Brett. Okay, interesting. It's, it's also our, like, big, big... Uh, in your face flavor after that that funk and that wild character is you know the base product so yeah. blueberry is traditionally aggressively difficult to get flavor of the actual blueberries into the beer without right. artificial flavoring uh you can get you know kilograms and kilograms and kilograms of wild that blueberries which are a more concentrated version of the of the farm blueberries and even after that, you're still not going to get a lot of blueberry flavor. You'll get the color, but you won't get the flavor. Yeah. Uh, because it, a lot of the flavor comes from the sugar that's in the blueberry. Mm. And so this ended up being about 60 to 70% like fruit. Wow. Like, there is more fruit in this than there is beer. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. But the that underlying funk was strong enough that it... it kind of shows through really well uh i mean we try and avoid blueberries as much as we can to be honest with you but this like this was kind of calling for it so well um and you know i i think it it represents the product really well it just yeah. blueberries are tough man and anyone who says that it's easy to get blueberry flavor into the beer is probably using an so, artificial flavoring of some kind. Yeah, it can because blueberries, as you know, naturally just doesn't, yeah, like what you said, it's a sugar. Otherwise, it doesn't really have a strong flavor. Just, no. That's why you can just eat them like this. The skins, the skins do like have some character to them, but it's yeah. so faint. It's faint. Yeah, that's what it is. It's very it's super faint. faint. So, yeah. Uh, Bruce is asking, what kind of beer is it? It's a barrel-aged wild ale with blueberry skins, hence, yeah. the, hence the color. Yeah. Which is a gorgeous well, color. Patty? It like we filled up this, yeah. Cheers, guys. Mm. 
we filled up this tank about 70% full with blueberries and just like like fruit beer on top. Woo. That is great. I love it. That is tasty. That's so Fuck. good. I love the I, I love the top buckery stuff. The barrel aged sours is what you get. I love it. That is great. Very subtle with the blueberries. Even with seventy percent, it's still subtle. Yeah. Like the color is not subtle, obviously, but the uh, and like the taste is there. But it's like for that, yeah, that's like mm. that's how you get the blueberry. Is you just have to go all the way. And, just, uh, and, and yeah. exactly, you know, we we were trying. We had to sit on this for a bit because you know we would, we would add a ton of blueberries to it. You'd sit on it for like a week or two, and like the color is great, but like we're not. It's the same beer. <laughs> you add, you, you know, transfer it off of that. Put more blueberries on it. Yeah. And, I don't think just like can... we're just like listen. We're this far into it. Like we're spending money on it. <laughs> yeah. like, Let's go. Just go all the way. How much can we fit in that tank? And just put it. <laughs> top of it <laughs> um i don't think you can use artificial ingredients in beer like i just don't think we had two no. beers recently that were both i already knew just by looking at the label and said natural flavors which is just like i don't want to call them out, out of it your was mind um but it was a peach like a peach uh one was a peach one was did a they say syrup was what did they say on natural the it says with natural flavors yeah. okay so it did say natural flavors but it yeah. didn't say peach syrup or something no it's because what it tasted flavors. like was like a peach like a weird yeah there's nothing worse than fake flavoring, flavoring in a beer it doesn't beer. work real fruit or the the um aseptic fruit puree yeah yeah. Or don't bother. It's just you can't do that. Like you can't. It's, it's not a so, cake that has all these other like things going on. Like it's too. Yeah, yeah you it's can't so difficult to to you know first off commit to a product and a product style, but then yeah. like see that through. Yeah, you know, it, it's scary for a lot of places to see the price tag that goes along with that. Like we yeah. we do get a lot of complaints about you know ah oh, I can't believe that like, I wish your product prices were lower and you're like hey, you know man we. We, we have products that are at that lower price range, but there are certain ones that we're trying to represent an idea or we're trying to represent a process or a product that we have to throw money at it in order for it to get to a certain quality. Yeah. Or we have to sit on something for you know eight months or 18 months or three years for it to get to the, the product quality that we want. And that's not cheap. No. No. And we will, we will never get to a point where we're trying to gouge people for money but we do have to justify a price tag for a product. Of course. You know, we do have to get to a certain point. You know what? The, the price tag may not be for everyone, but there are people who do uh, appreciate the, the effort and the, the quality that you get out of that. The worst thing you can do is put a price tag to a product that's not worth that price tag. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and we'll never be at that point where where we don't put our our just our our everything but kind of behind what we do mm. behind our price tag behind our quality and that's why you know as we were saying before there, there's a certain point where you do have to realize that your brand isn't worth a certain quality of product and you just have to wipe the slate clean and dump it mm. yeah yeah, no, you know? that makes complete sense. And it, it hurts. It hurts the brewery, but it hurts more when you put out a quality product that isn't up to your standards. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's the whole point. That's how it should be, though. Yeah. Like we say, everything it should be. Yeah. Brain, if but... that was the first thing somebody was going to drink, if that was the one thing that was going to represent you and your brewery in mm. any circumstance, would you want that thing to be to be it? And if not, then it's not. When you think good. about it like that, like yeah. if somebody tries your stuff for the first time and it's yeah. not fire. Yeah. 
and something that you're not even proud of yourself. Like, think about you know, we had that conversation about content today. Yeah, that's just true. Before this, it's like, hey, is content? Is this? Oh, it's good enough. It's like, no, if it's just good enough, then it's probably it's no. There's actually, good. I was doing working on yeah. music, and something someone contributed to the music, and someone a, a part of it wasn't happy with it, and I was kind of like, oh, should we just like whatever? And then Tiff was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, you if don't. Uh, happy, I'm like, don't put it out. Sure I was like, don't fire. put it out if it's not if you're not thrilled. And, and then uh, it doesn't make any that's sense. That's really yeah. what it comes down to, and in this even more so because beer drinkers, uh, you know, spend had their money on it. Yeah, um, they're going out of their way to get it, particularly from you guys. Whether they're ordering online or they're coming to the brewery to yeah. get it, mm-hmm. and you, know, you work your ass off on it, and you know, you're proud of it. You want to be proud of anything you put into a package and sell to somebody, right? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. And when you think yeah. about wine, that it does have a higher price point, but that's the whole point. So people have to understand it's the same thing. We're, I mean, we're still trying to compete with wineries, like yeah, all alcohol across the board. You're trying to compete with. I mean, there's obviously you know, delineations between what people are going to want, you know, for certain products or, you know, they, for certain nights or certain, you know, meals, but you're, you're always competing with, with a lot of these other people. Yeah. You can always get people to try your products once. The difficulty is getting them to try it a second time. That's the hardest thing that you can do within, I mean, Within beer is what my my knowledge base is, but I'm sure within any industry, yeah. If you get a bad experience that first time, you can. I mean, anyone can bluff their way into getting anyone to like take a sip of what you're 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 creating. Mm-hmm. If they don't like it, they're not going to want it a second time. Yeah, Very you can't true. fool you can't fool them twice. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I mean, unless it's one of the people who bought a sour and gives it a one because they didn't like sour. <laughs> you're like, yeah, fuck that person. person. They yeah. make sour. Uh, yeah. Tried this, but it's fucking terrible. So like that whole brewery done for. <laughs> but that's so yeah. interesting, and I think this is what's like pure quality. And I don't know, quality always like transcends and just shines through, no matter what. It's because of things like that. It's because yeah. you wouldn't be like, ah, oh, it's not like what I would want, but fine. Like I'll just do it anyways. We did it, so like, let's just throw it out here. Like yeah. that is the difference, right? That is this. That's what holds you to a standard. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. I've I've been a part of those conversations. I've been a part of those breweries that you know we have made those decisions, and we have been like, ah, it's good, but like, I think we can get it past people. Mm-hmm. I've learned over the years that's not the right way to go. It's not the the right decision to make. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone grows within their career. They kind of gain knowledge. It's a it's a difficult decision to make. Be like, you know, hey, that that's a. Ten thousand or twenty-five thousand dollars worth of product going down the drain, but you're like, in the long in the long run, we can make that back because we're going to have repeat customers, mm. and we're not exactly. going to have repeat customers if we put that out. Yeah, twenty-five k yeah. down the drain. That's a pretty oh heavy. That's a pretty hefty tag there. I didn't but, think about yeah. it in yeah. that actual volume. I was like, yeah, you dump a batch, whatever. No one's ever actually said. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is what it could cost the dollar you. value and yeah. Yeah. we've done collabs before and they've, you know, we've been offered to put in financially and they've told us how much it costs right now. how like, much it costs <laughs> like, like, yeah, uh, probably going to step out on like, that much don't get me wrong obviously the, the price tag comes along with the size of your brewery yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it yeah. comes along the bigger you are the more money you're, you're you know really putting into the balance at, that, uh, right. at a point like that uh, but I don't think that there is a size of brewery that you can be where that decision is a difficult one. Mm. Unless you're like teetering mm. on the edge of like, oh my God, if this beer doesn't sell, like we're going under. Okay. Like why you would make that decision, 
mm-hmm. as a long-term goal for your facility is beyond me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make the hard calls to stay yeah. in business long-term. It's all about long-term thinking. See, but yeah. nobody thinks about A lot of people, sorry, don't to say nobody. Long-term. Many people don't think long-term, yeah. and that's, I guess, the problem. I noticed that a lot. We've had yeah. that conversation recently. Yeah, we've had it a few times. Yeah, <laughs> where people just don't seem to be thinking about, like, what the long-term implications are yeah. for their specific, uh, for what they're doing. Yeah, it's a tough one, and like I don't, I don't claim to know all the answers. I just, you know, we we go off of our previous mm. knowledge and what's worked for us, and it's we we've dumped beer multiple times in the past, and we're still sticking around. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. we're still there. Yeah, and it makes you better in the end because you're like, yeah, we're not putting out shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you we push, learn, you we push learn the... things from it. We you know, if we make the same mistake twice, you know, we slap ourselves on the wrist and we go, what the hell are you thinking? Like, <laughs> yeah. You kind of move forward, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. never make that uh, mistake again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we hope. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. Like I said, we, we've probably made it twice before. You know, you <laughs> kind of shake your head. You're like, God <laughs> damn, come on. I swear I wrote this down. <laughs> I, I knew this. Was <laughs> <laughs> Another 25 grand. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you oh. just hope it's not you that like made the ultimate decision. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Play you blame that on the brothers. You blame it on the brothers. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Up to you, boys. Blame it on the brothers. Be beer name. Well, blame it on the brothers. Yeah, that'll be the the motto going forward. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, no, this is amazing, man. I feel like we've got like a nice, like this was like a nice, like uh, for people who are just introduced to what you do. I feel like we kind of. Uh, gave people like a nice snapshot of what you do, even though it was probably a bit sour weighted. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys do some fire stouts. and had some insane stouts. Yeah, crazy. Yes, we missed one beer. Ooh, what we- oh, fuck, we did. Is it true? <laughs> true. I knew it was true. Should we get to that real quick or should we? I mean, it's probably the best branding we've done in a long time. All right, don't I get true. true. We can save this for after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, for for oh, what the fuck are we thinking? Because I saw that. I'm like, why aren't we doing trill? Why did I? I don't know why. I just had to admit. I was like, no, we're going to go to. We talked about this beforehand. You know Fla- what? We planned just it out. Blame it on the brothers. Bla- blame it on the brothers. <laughs> That's a pretty good episode name, too. I hope they're not blame listening to this. Uh, you know what? They might. They might. And if they do, it's their fault. Uh, this actually, so this is one of my favorite series from you. I've had, I think, four, maybe? Yeah. Four, three or four from this series called The Devil's Trill. Is that Can you give that a little? Oh, there you go. Look at that. Look at that camera. This yeah. arguably is the most fire branding. Do you know what I really like about this too, Patty? Is the, yeah. uh, the, the thick ass labels that um, they stand yeah. up and they don't get fucked up when you wash them to wash the COVID off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh, Beautiful. Our our uh, I can't believe I forgot this. <laughs> our designer, Dickens. We uh, we're really happy with. I mean, we've ever since I started with the brewery, uh, she's been our designer. And like weirdly, and I didn't know this, I went to the same high school with her uh, in Kitchener. No way. And this never can... like never had any interaction with her, and and realized that she was. Uh, I should have known her in some one way or another. Um, but she's really good and kind of, this is her like open book of, of labels is our, our devil's trail series because it over time has become our, it it originated as our way of experimenting with IPAs, experimenting with, uh, styles, with procedures, with, 
I mean, I mean, we've used different water profiles. That's how we kind of built up our water profiles. We didn't want to mm. fuck with Shumei. We didn't want to fuck with Inner Eye or Blood Light uh, in a way that was going to turn out negative. Right. So we, it was our way of doing one-off brands of like, let's try all this stuff out. And if it works out, we'll roll it into our core brands. So we know it's a, a process that works and it's not going to fuck anything up. Yeah. I like that. Um, it's like an it's excuse so, to test. Exactly. It's our excuse to test. I love that. We're happy with where so things are right now. Yeah. So we, there's, there's only so much thing, so many things you can trial, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're now just trying to put out really good, really good beers. And it's her open book for designing new, new labels and putting new ideas to, to paper. I love so that. we were really happy with the trail bill one because it's so like the, on point, Ill, Ill, and the Chrome blood. Yeah, yeah, the metallic. Uh, yeah. And it's like mad thin and like specific. It's not like this big splat of. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Cheers, guys. Um, so okay. the <laughs> the push for this is we, we've had a couple. We've had a couple beers uh, with Sabro that. Fire. We really like. Yeah, really like the flavor. For anyone who who doesn't know, this has uh, Amarillo, El Dorado, and Sabro, oh, which arguably are some of the better hops that you can get within the industry. Uh, this must be an expensive beer. To uh, make. You know what? It, it it wasn't aggressive. I mean, I would say it's not cheap, but it's also I think it, the price that we had it for justifies the the. Uh, the hops that we had and the quality that we had. Yeah. We've we've had more expensive products in 355 milliliter cans. Okay, um, that's good then. Yeah, particularly with those ones. I know Sabro is more, maybe not expensive, but it's hard to get. Oh, it's it's harder to get. Yeah, mm. uh, we we have good relationships relationships with our uh, hop suppliers at this point. That and there are so many hops out there that are all just like everyone's like, oh, this is the best one. This is the best one. Yeah, we we do we do like Sabro because of the uniqueness of it. I mean, Sabro is one of the few hops. I mean, one of the only hops that I know of that you can get coconut flavor without coconut. Yeah, like it's um, insane. Yeah, and so Sometimes Sabro cashmere? Sabro brings a lot. No, this is a yeah Amarillo Eldorado, which a lot Eldorado, of pineapple, okay. a yeah. lot of pineapple peach coconut and so it we really wanted to have a lot of that tropical character coming through yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one uh we do find is a really soft that doesn't have the bitterness that you get with a lot of our other ipas this this one is probably one of the happiest uh the happiest results we've gotten from an ipa uh, in a long time uh, obviously, that is something that has everything to do with everything that's involved. You know, the the water, the malt, the the uh, hops, the procedures, everything that we've done. Uh, and so, the idea behind this, obviously, because it is so good, we do want to replicate. This is something that we're going to do, uh, hopefully, long term. Um, but what, what do you, you know, mean by that? What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm I'm sure this this like recipe will roll into another brand. Yes, I was thinking. That's what I was about to move. I was thinking, yeah. like, do you have to like, move it out then? This right? is the like, 16th be... trial of yeah. uh, the Devil's yeah. Show series, and then and whichever ones you might tweak a little bit, but like, that, yo, this one's the one. This is a, yeah, it's it's going to continue on that way. Like, we're gonna have you know there'll be a hundred, hundred and fifty Devil's. I love that volume. Yeah, like there's going to be continuous ones coming out because first off, it, it's it's a brand that. 
is easy enough for us to replicate. People know that it's our brand. Yeah. People like new things, so we're going to continuously put those things out. But when we come across one that we're really happy with, we have to take notice. We of have to like uh, like people are going to want more of this. It's difficult for us to you know re put out another, another Devil's Trail brand yeah. or another Devil's Trail that's an old one mm-hmm. because it, you know it confuses people. But you know you'll you'll roll this recipe into another brand. And once again, you're always going to want to see what people want. Yeah, we're happy with this one. Like we're we're really really intent on how this one turned out. And so, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, if people don't like it, I don't give a shit. We're I don't give a fuck. We're doing it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, a, I love this. this I also one, just love this. Like like yeah. the beer by Blood Brothers. Like all of this is just because I've made it like the movie. Yeah, it's this like such a movie like thing. It's just label. so cool. Yeah. Um, do you know I really yeah, really like the bottles too. This. I like this in the can. Though. Oh, the uh, the run for the trails. The run for the trails was sick because one, yeah. the pun is all the puns for this whole series have been yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But two, that one that had a uh, cashmere and um, yeah. I think it was galaxy, wasn't it? Cashmere galaxy. Yeah, yeah. like that. One, I actually I had that. I was saving it for this podcast, but you didn't have one, so I was like, I guess I'll drink it. So I got to enjoy <laughs> it. Every night. And so, um, things are things are selling out so quickly that you guys I, had the beer and I, I couldn't, couldn't have get it. a whole. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> it was exceptional. I mean, like, they're just, like, so sick. And I think when we were with you, we had, I want to say, like, five and six. And this is six, 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been a, a decent number of these pumped out, man. And uh, yeah. they're just, like, I love the, do you know what? Uh, uh, flavor Tokyo that Trill, I, I loved. I remember that one. The Tokyo one. That's Tokyo what we Trill was the first one I could Tokyo had Trill, yeah. Too. That's what we had. That yeah, was a while back. That was, that was Four, or four, five, I think. Yeah. I loved that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's yeah, one. Yeah, four was Tokyo Trill. Five was Trilogy because we were just like, "Fuck it, it it's five. <laughs> you have to do it. it means it's Trilogy." Yeah, <laughs> I, I could probably go through them all if I thought hard enough. And name and name them all. All the names were super dope, but like just the yeah. concept of them was sick. What was my Trill point? Mall is a cool name. Yeah, Trill Mall. Oh, great. Yeah, Trillmatic with the Nas reference. Like, yeah, Trillmatic yeah. reference. Like, yeah, that's yeah, dope. Yeah. We, did, we did Trill We did. Uh, it's Trill Communication. We did, we did two Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, License to Trill. Yeah, License to Trill. Yeah, License to Trill. And scroll up. It's this one. Cypress Trill was a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Trill Communication was also Beastie Boys. Yeah, Trill Communication. Yeah, and then Cypress Trill came out. It, it's it's a good way for us to get so uh, dumb. employees who aren't part of the uh, recipe development process or production process involved in the actual beer. Because I mean, a lot of these the the end the end name that we have doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the product. Yeah. But it's a way for them to kind of show their creativity and be involved yeah. in the process of of developing these things. Yeah, um, and a way for them to kind of feel like they're part of the the process of, of developing these. We've had bad ones. We've had good ones. You know, it, you, you have to like, you, you still have to have a, a, like an editing process, you know, to, to yeah. make sure that, yeah, like, you know, people come out just like, ah, they like Trill Cosby and you're like, that's a good episode, man, but I would just went to jail. Trill Cosby's a good one, though, come on. Yeah, that's actually genius. Don't get me wrong, like, great pun. Like, can't do that, man. I mean, Trill Clinton, Trill Clinton could be a good one. you Oh, you, you have to. It's great to like you know have these sit downs of people like ah oh, you should do this one. You're like 
I know, but like that's we don't want to get canceled. It's problematic. Yeah, don't yeah. Want to get canceled. it's yeah. it's fine getting like a, a cease and desist letter from Budweiser, but when you get like a hate letter from like someone who went through sexual abuse, you go like, oh shit, like yeah. that's not good. Yeah. And so you have to like mitigate a lot of that that's shit. So yeah, funny. That's so funny. <laughs> so, it's, it's a tough job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not really that tough. Let's no, it's not. It's, it's not. It's, be like, there's a very clear fun, line. It's fun for like a 10 second giggle, and then you go, fuck, you're like, you can't go down that path. <laughs> you can't go down that path. That, that one's, you keep that for the group chat. Yeah, that one's for the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that's done. No, this is sick. I, mm. I really love this series, man. I think it's super yeah. cool that you guys are doing this and just keep experimenting. And I'm yeah. sure as the brewer, you, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, keeps you creative and allows you that free reign to be like, ah, it's sick, what can we do? You know, water, malt bill, carb combos, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, you never know, you might stumble on something that's like, yo, this is amazing. Boom. <laughs> Call line now or something you bring yeah. back regularly. Like, I think that's a, yeah. that's just the, 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 uh, the height of experimentation for, for yeah. a period. And, and having it in the same uh, style is, is yeah. what really helps. And, it, you know, obviously IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs, all of those are, they have the same base concept. And I, I think that there's a lot of places that are doing so many releases of, of different styles that they're not willing, they're not uh, able to focus in on what, you know, what makes that style that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, it's kind of a gift and a curse that we're putting out so many new products on a, on a very regular basis because it's difficult for us to, you know, find those core brands um, because people are always expecting new, 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 new. But it also allows us to like, yeah, we may have a sour and an IPA or like a sour barrel aged or something like that every week. But it also allows us to have that IPA like once a week or like yeah. once a, once a month or once every two weeks. And it gives us a repeatability where we can actually like make these changes and like, it's not a one-off of like, was that the reason that, you know, that change made that product that much better? Mm-hmm. You can actually trial that out. And we have the brand to just roll those, those new products through. And it, it is a good uh, a good way to just kind of throw things against the wall and see what sticks. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it's perfect. I love that. We do have that repeatability that way too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I wanted to just say too, because yes. we were talking about beers, if anyone is listening now, I guess the guilty remnants, is that only the winter? Is that like we're, we just keep that for the winter or something? I don't, I don't know. That's a very good question, Jeff. Because it's such um, a good stout, so I just wanted everybody to know to look out for so that one. If you're listening uh, to to keep that in your mind. I think too. traditionally it has been like a, a holiday period. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have released it. We, we've been reevaluating our production schedule over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have released multiple stouts this summer and we've gotten positive results out of it. Um, Guilty Remnant's a weird one because it's a white stout. Uh, yeah. White stout. Yeah, it's it's very it's very weird kind of nomenclature of, of the style because it's not a stout at all. Try <laughs> <laughs> like, like justify it as a stout. It's like a blonde ale with beer, coffee. Right? That's the point. It's the same idea. It's the same idea as why we put like Pilsner ish 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I love that, though. I love that. Because you're going to bastardize someone's traditional view of a style no matter what. <laughs> someone's <laughs> going to be well. Once again, it, comes, it also comes back to deniability. It's deniability. It's that. not a stout, but it's our closest representation of what a white stout would be. I love that. Uh, that's a beer that you, you can release at different times, the white stout. Uh, but it's it's a difficult one to justify outside of the holiday season unless you try it. Yeah. So we're working on stouts right now. Um, Guilty Remnant's a good one because we know people love it. And yeah. it's I think that is the most requested beer that we have ever. Yeah. At all times of year. Yeah. And we do want to do it, but we also don't want to do it out of just pressure from the like, loud group of people that you know wants that beer Mm -hmm. um it's it's diff it's a tough one to not get drawn down that kind of rabbit hole of like you know these people are always you know asking when this product's going to be available Mm -hmm. um but the white stout i think is one that we might follow down okay Uh, but i i can't i i don't know when it's going to happen uh Stouts right now during the summer are like is a big jump for us. Well, right now jump. even just like I don't know about feels like forty and pull it a stout forty three and be like you, you know what I'm gonna get eleven even though guilty is about eleven percent. Yeah, what is guilty? Yeah, oh guilty, guilty is like six seven or eight seven. somewhere. That one was I, I just like off the top of my head. I don't even know. I yeah. think that was one of the first Blood Brothers. No, it was and the it first. It was the first. I actually remember Scotty the day. pulled it out. On, on New Year's Day, uh, on New Year's Day podcast in 2018, he's like, Craig, he's Craig, like, I saved this for you. It's a lactose. You're part there. of that. Team lactose. Did you say you're part of that? Oh, I did this again. Lactose. I did it again because like, I got excited about that. He said you're part of the team lactose. Uh, <laughs> but I heard team lactose. <laughs> I, me, me, and my brother Nathan started it. <laughs> Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Team Lactose. I know. Are you Team Lactose, Pat? Uh, I'm not Team Lactose. I respect that. You know, <laughs> are you Team uh, Oats? Oats flakes? I, maybe maybe Team again, Oats. I, I think there's a yeah. I love love oats. Uh, I think there's a time and a place for all products. Yes. Lactose. La- la- my big thing with lactose is that it's a sugar you can taste. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a it's something that you put into the product that is there for a reason of bringing sweetness, body, and fullness to a beer, yeah. but you can taste it, and that's what I don't like about it. Do you, do you know what's that's interesting? I, and I agree with that. Like, I know we joke around about the team lactose and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, put more in. But like, in reality, I don't mean that. Like, yeah. Don't tell anybody I said that. But like, it's, yeah, it's, no, you got to keep up a, a front. Yeah. You know? I, gotta, I let people know that's all I care about. But like, the best use of lactose is always when it's used subtly. Like, you know, lactose stouts, mm. milk stouts, it's just a little bit, or lactose sours, where it's not like the whole body just tastes like you'd, you're drinking a fucking yeah, it's sugar, like right? Sticky. It's like yeah, sticky, sticky. Yeah. exactly. It's too yeah, much. So yeah. it, it has to be used properly. It's particularly, I think, more than anything, the stouts can kind of handle a little bit more because there's more things in it. Mm-hmm. But the IPAs, when, you know, the lactose IPAs, of course, I'm a fan of that, but I've had some horrendous, probably more bad ones than I have good ones, as have most people, which is why I understand why the anti-team lactose sort of thing is happening team and no I get lactose, it. Yeah. Team no lactose, I totally get it. 
They don't have as much. It's not as different for you, part of Team Galactose. No, I'm on Team Lactose, though. Oh my god! I'm on Team. Otherwise, she would be single. Listen, whatever you want to do. Wow! Wow! Honestly, that could be a division in the family. That could be. That could. That could break everything. That could ruin the whole thing. You guys hurt my heart. You know what it is? I'm just like Team any side of doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, I, I like experimentation. And that's so that's why, why I, I like Team Lactose. People who don't like it are generally just like they want things to stay pure and the same. And that's so I really go on the is. full opposite thing yeah. of that. I'm like, no, anybody can do it. Give me two years, to. my mind will change. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and look, I've been the same thing, man. Do you know what's interesting? My favorite one, I used to, uh, we call uh, beers that are. Um, <laughs> like say traditional stuff, I call them yawn, yawn beers. Like, and you know how there's like haze boys and haze girls. I call them yawn boys. <laughs> so you're like, oh, you want to drink a fucking Rusa? Uh, you're a fucking yawn boy. <laughs> so do you know what? I've really enjoyed and embraced Flanders Red because yeah. we did a we did this event with uh, Rodenbach out of fucking Belgium. Yeah, yeah Rodenbach Classic. I, I think I got a couple in my cellar right now because yeah. it's one of the greatest beers of all time. Rodenbach Classic is so repeatability. Yeah. And quality. 200 yeah. years. Yeah. I interviewed the, the master yeah. brewer and yeah. he was mad cool and just drinking the beers that they had. I was like, this is like convinced me. Yeah. And now I'm kind of almost team yawn because I get it. Like if you want to, you know, like I understand it. Right. So it was, I, I'm everything like you said, you're right. Everything has a time and place. Yeah. If I could recreate Rodenbach. As like a product, I would have no issue. Please doing do that as my only goddamn product. Oh, I love that! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly no the classic. It is. Oh, there, yeah. There's a certain there's a certain quality day. you get to that if you can recreate that quality, I have no issue with that. Yeah, none. That's fair. It's just exceptional. I I cannot believe yeah. how much I love it. I think about it. Right yeah, that now. was great. That whole experience was fantastic. Like, yeah. yeah, they keep yeah. coming out with new variations that I have an issue with. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like hey, the classic, it's not bro. broken. We're good. <laughs> just keep, just keep it. Let it We're good. Just keep doing. Yeah. It. Just keep doing that same shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Steve is saying I only have stouts in the fridge at present, waiting for August because it is winter there. down there. Yeah. Now he is in yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane is Queensland. Queensland is Florida. Florida is hot, therefore Steve, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm joking, bro. I love you. Uh, he's saying as well, he goes, something big in Australia at the moment as oat cream IPA. The words that sell out a beer in a matter of minutes yeah. in Australia the last 12 months. You know what's interesting about That's that? That's in the US too, though. Uh, is that here? Really? Yeah. Do you know why? I'm going to... I'm. I'm going to take minor credit for this. I brought an oat cream IPA from other half to my friend. I know it's a big call. To my friend Chris. Chris owns Mr. Banks in Melbourne. The two biggest. Yeah, I, know, I know Mr. Banks. You know Mr. Banks? Really? So Chris, I, I used to work for Collective Arts and they have a very good uh, relationship. Yes, they do. Yeah, so yes, sure, exactly. Yeah. They do. So Chris is my boy. Chris mm-hmm. owns Mr. Banks. Uh, last year, I brought him a bunch of beers. I brought him a bunch of fire from here. I gave yeah. him the Oak Cream IPA. And Vermont. And Vermont yeah, and a bunch of different places. Uh, he made the first, within like a month of me being there, he made an Oak Cream IPA because He's had the other half one. And then there's a brewery in Brisbane called Range Brew. They're the other one who, uh, the other high pays, they're actually opening a tap room, a brewery in Melbourne now right now. Oh, wow. And it kind of went from there. Chris was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. I know he knew about this stuff. But you're taking and I would say it to him. I'd say it to his face. Yeah. 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 No, no, Craig, Craig, I, don't, don't bring dissent <laughs> upon your own idea. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> this is you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's true, because everyone's going to be mad at it. Yeah, what, we need in the, what we need during this pandemic is people building themselves up. <laughs> not bringing them down. Not yeah, bringing not them bringing down. down. Okay. Bring yourself up. That was Chris's <laughs> fault. That was Oak okay. Hill. Yeah. He yeah. fucked up yeah. and did the yeah. Oak Cream yeah. idea. Yeah. That's so funny because I felt seeing Oak Cream was just such an, um, it's just such an other half or like me, just like such an American thing. I didn't feel like, did you guys have something that was like an Oak Cream IPA or anything like that? Uh, we, haven't, we haven't described something as Oak Cream. Because that was just like a thing you kept seeing in the title. That, Non-attractive non whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. They're like that's like oatmeal <laughs> porridge. Like that's not, yeah. that's not sexy. Uh, but we, I mean, we have. I, I would have to talk to other breweries and see what they would justify as oat cream. Mm -hmm. um, I know we, we have like we've done. Uh, the, I'm fine with saying this because we've gotten past this and we don't do it anymore. We have trialed with like soaking oats in water and pressing like the, the, the you made the, oat milk. Yeah. Well, not even milk. It's like oat starch. <laughs> you make like a gluey, gluey oat starch. Yeah. And it weirdly comes out on the back end because oat starch is, is just, you know, complex sugars that get broken down into, into alcohol. Uh, and if you have the right yeast that will that will kind of break them down, we trialed that with a, a yeast that wouldn't kind of break them down and would kind of keep that thickness. It, it, it's literally you ever make the uh, that like non Newtonian fluid of like cornstarch and water and like you hit it, it literally came out in that consistency and you put it in the beer because it's it's all starches, it's all yeah. it's all the kind of base ingredients of, of beer. We trialed it, and like the process of making it and getting into the product wasn't worth it if it were going to become one of our like core brand like procedures. And so, once again, it, I bet you what I can't tell you which one, but I bet you one of the Devil's Trills had that procedure in it because we were trying to like see if it would work and and like if it was worth our time and if if it would make it a more positive experience if it would just like degrade the product completely mm. and it was weird in that it created fullness but it also created a weird like slickness to mm. the beer uh, so it wasn't negative but it also wasn't positive mm -hmm. um but it was a trial and it was something that we wanted to learn yeah uh, and so we we kind of worked with that i don't know if that's how other people either made or would describe their oat milk IPAs or oat milk stouts or whatever oat else. Cream. Oat cream. Oh, sorry, oat cream. Yeah. It's worse. Like that's, yeah. I, I, I find that even like difficult to say. Yeah, it's a bit weird, eh? <laughs> I think other half came up with that, so I, yeah, I we can like all blame them with the merch. But half to the guys to other half, because like we've trialed a lot with oats. We've trialed a lot with like flaked oats, with malted oats, with... You know, every variation of oats that you can get. And like I, I think that oats can provide a very positive experience to a product if used in the right way. And trust me, we've trialed a lot of different ways to use oats. I just don't know what they're describing their oat cream IPAs as. Yeah. Uh, I think they like have if like if what we did would fit within that description. Mm. My understanding is it's an IPA with oats, but also with a touch of lactose. This so is what I just read here on Reddit. Yeah, oh, oh, bring it up. Oh, oh, oh. So in Reddit, they said that it's 
So the beer that that person tried, like Space Day Dream Imperial Oak Cream IPA. I think I had that. I have a feeling that we had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that's a yeah, that's, And that person said, what a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> so what, They're using the, lactose and oats to impart that. Yeah, but the, the lactose is it's like... a cream IPA that contains oats, basically. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not oat cream in the end. It's just... The cream part is the lactose, but it's not overly... You know, we're just talking about like using yeah. it right. They don't overly use it. They just... Do it to give that little touch of body and a touch of sweetness to complement the oats, as opposed to being the whole. What the I don't, about. I don't think something like that's a bad thing. I think as long as you can justify the reasoning behind your description, I think that's that's great. I think, I mean, I think you can call any product whatever you want as long as you can justify it. Yeah. Um, but I don't like. We haven't done that. I I haven't gone down that oat plus lactose. I mean, because I, I I will do everything I can to recreate lactose without lactose. <laughs> I respect that. Heavy yeah. team, uh, no lactose. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Guilty Remnant, Guilty Remnant, I think we, we started off with Guilty Remnant. Uh, I think Guilty Remnant's one of the few products where I'm like, listen, this works. Like, this, this does what we want it to do. This makes the product a better product. And there's, there's a lot of times where I'm, like, very against adding certain things to products yeah. but as long as we trial it and like we, we trial in little like Erlmeyer flasks little be- little beakers uh, as long as that trial justifies the addition of it I I will never be against it uh, and, yeah. and, and Guilty Remnant is one of those things where I was like Ugh, going into it like Ugh, I don't want to fucking do this and then I added it and it's like okay like you got me like <laughs> alright yeah, lactose will win. get you yeah, yeah sometimes so. we do win bro. Yeah. sometimes we sometimes the team sometimes the not team not all wins. the time but sometimes <laughs> yeah. uh, Sam Smalley says hi I'm from southwest Victoria well, what's hi, good Sam. man thank you for joining us appreciate you Steve says gotta go guys was a good listen thanks for the entertainment again uh, see you next Steve, week. Steve, you, st- you stuck around you. for how long? What are you doing? Two hours and oh, 20, shit, minutes. Like two and 20 minutes. Oh, shit. My goodness, Steve. Well, we've been going, probably. Hey, I knew, I knew we talked for a while. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I lose yeah. track of time on these things. Yeah, I know, too. right? Well, we're having a good time. So, um, yeah. well, I mean, look, I guess we, we got through one, two, three, four, five beers. That's not bad. Mm. Yeah. We did pretty well. You handled it solo. We handled it between us. Yeah, so, we uh, split it. I haven't even eaten today. Yeah, so I got a couple say. of these that are like three quarters full. That's not so bad. Yeah. We'll be able to finish them off. Um, yeah. No, nah, man, I appreciate your time. This has been great to, to catch yeah. up. and It's been great to sort of go over all the different stuff you've been doing in the last yeah. year. I feel like it's just going to levels and levels, bro. I appreciate everything you guys That's so doing. nice to be like part of something great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know it's going to be great until you actually yeah. kind of put the effort in and kind of put the the time in. I mean, there there are a lot of there are a lot of other avenues that I personally could have gone down that you know potentially wouldn't have turned out this way. So mm-hmm. that's true. Like, cool. I mean, but look, people you put your time love in. Love you. They're obsessed. You put out something, and people are lose lose their minds, and they want to drink it. And they're hoarding it in the apocalypse. They, they're like, oh, if the world comes to an end, I need to I have need this. Light I need in my Patrick's heart. fucking <laughs> You know, it's yeah. very cool. You know, that's very, very we, cool. I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I think that, you know, we, we try to make a good quality product. Um, we don't try and make something that is obviously, you know, that people think they can't find anything else. Uh, we still think that Pete, there are other options other than us, and I, we really appreciate that 
first off, that, that other people are making quality products, so it drives us to make something better. Yeah. Uh, it, it does create a bit of a, like a coopetition type of thing where mm. we love them, but we also want to be better than them. Hey, um, that's good. Hey, yeah, but I, I, I just keep wanting to make beer that I like, and you know, Pilsners are the exception. But we, I think we can still do better than that. <laughs> well, uh, if you don't like the <laughs> like the transhuman state, and that's yeah. an example of a beer you don't like that you're making good, then keep, keep hating doing Pilsners. It. Yeah, keep well, yeah. doing it. That was one of my favorite yep. pills for a while. So. Dude, if if everyone wants to, you know, try out some stuff or, you know, or, you know, just ask questions, we're more than happy to to answer any random questions that people have for us. Uh, you know, keep throwing ideas out, keep rating on untapped because I hate them, but they are helpful. Yeah. And like, you know, just keep enjoying products. You know, it's it, it keeps us going and it, uh, it's, it, it is nice to see that people are, uh, are actually liking something that you put a lot of work into, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I think that's exactly it. You know, people keep going to keep supporting local more than ever. It's all about local. If you're in Toronto, if you're in, you know, Toronto, you can go there. If you're in Ontario, you can order from there. Support, you know. Your your local beer producers because right now it's, it's been a rough time. Hopefully, your local malt dealers. You know, yeah, everything top to bottom. All the you know you guys are yeah. supporting all of the other local exactly the hops and malt. Everything and all it's all and good. All it all just like rolls into so many different things. That's why yeah. I love it so much. It's like all these ingredients are helping other people. It's very very yeah. cool. It keeps the economy yeah. going. It keeps the, yeah. the, the the profits going. So I love it. Yeah, um, everyone stay safe. You know. Yeah, yeah. man, stay home and look. Wear a fucking mask. I know they're annoying. Yeah, I know listen, you wear you wear a fucking mask for twelve hours a day. Oh, that must be so hot. Degree weather. You oh. can wear a mask for at twenty home, minutes, or when, you go into, or when you go into a shopper's drug market. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's so mandatory in Ontario. First time we it's, wore. We don't go outside. We haven't been going outside. So for the first time ever this Wednesday, we went and did like activities outdoor. Really, yeah. we have to wear a and mask. And I was like, damn, time. you got to wear a mask all the time. I'm like, damn, this is actually. It's annoying. It's annoying, but you got to do it. But you shut up. But you got to do it. And it. It sucks, and we all know that it sucks. Yeah. Just put your goddamn mask on. Yeah. Put your goddamn mask on. It's yeah. out of control. Just yeah. before we do the wrap-up, I want to do the thumbnail because I have to take it while we're live. Otherwise, you get all this crap on the screen. So do you uh, wanna... Is this where I get my, I got my mouth open? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is where my jaw dislocates, right? Is that what, is that what yeah, we're doing here? Let me just, uh, I'll, ooh, I'll get this one. Oh, I love it. Okay. No, it's not available. Let's get this. I'll put this here. There. We're going to be posting other pieces of everything anyway. So. <laughs> hey, there we go, right? Yeah. Gorgeous. Did we get it? Are we satisfied? Yeah. Yes. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, That's you're going to so enjoy good. this thumbnail, bro. <laughs> you good. are a beast. Pat, That's where can good. everybody find Blood Brothers online, my G? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. Sorry. Where can everybody find Blood Brothers online? Uh, we're, on, we're on Instagram. We're not on Twitter. We're not that cool. No, uh, you are on Twitter. It's at Blood Brothers T.O. So you're not, I tag, you're not using Twitter, Blood but you're Blood Brothers T.O. I tag you all the time. Really? We're on there? Oh, I didn't even know that. I'm not on Twitter. Maybe that's just why I was... Uh, Get on Twitter. It's the best. There's lots of angry people. Uh, yeah, so Instagram, Twitter, obviously, because I knew that. Close. Uh, we're, we're online at bloodbrothersbrewing.com. Um, 
And I think that might be it on Facebook. Instagram probably. and I'm Facebook. Assuming I'm assuming okay. we're on Facebook. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're on Facebook. Yeah, look us up. You're on yeah, Instagram. I mean, look, look us up on Google. I bet you they have they have all of our Google connections. Google has this stuff on there. <laughs> Google never. So they like, find I, a way like to a, get the things I'm together. I'm like a terrible supporter of social media. This is why, like, when I said I knew about Blood Brothers before I I got there, that like. They must be justifiably okay because like I know that they exist. I love I love that so much. <laughs> That's all that matters. People will be able to find it. Um, yeah. Sam Smalley says my dream Aussie beer would be a three-way collab between Mr. Banks, Range, and Mountain Culture. I heard about Mountain Culture the other day. I just followed them. All right, yeah. I feel you. And yes, Julie, keep your I mask on. Yes, and Julie's saying I she wears a mask. I need to find out what's about November 3rd. To stay alive until November 3rd. Is that the election? Oh, yes. Is that your election? Because that's is. hilarious. Okay. Just to get rid of Trump. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Patty, I appreciate you, man. You are a legend. Uh, stick oh, around. We're so going to wrap oh, up yeah. the podcast part, then we wrap up the live part, and yeah. then I'll talk to you after off here. Okay. Um, so, man, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Guys, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long-form audio so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Pat talk about craft beer. Oh, my gosh. In wow. That's right. You heard me, Pat. <laughs> Look in the mirror. You'll see it. Uh, that is it, guys. We'll see you next week. Appreciate y'all. Get in here. Get in here.